welcome back to yet another BS podcast. I'm Jeremy here as always with my co-host Dalton. How you been this week, Dalton? I've been busy, man. I've been busy. I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of editing, a lot of posting podcasts, uh, and a lot of cooking. Uh, had had the family over for Mother's Day and stuff this week. Nice. Um, which, if you're a listener and you're a mother, happy Mother's Day. Yes, happy uh, Mother's Day. Belated, but still. Um, also, like yesterday, I don't know what I did, man, but uh, if I move my head to the slightly to the right, uh, my left shoulder blade feels like somebody is sticking a knife into it. So that's great. That, that's uh, fun. That's that's called getting old. It's yeah, it's fucking terrible. I'm like, and it was like, I swear to God, I grabbed like a big bowl of pasta salad out of the fridge and just like set it on the counter and i was just fucked after that i'm like how i don't understand how that happened yeah that's what sucks about getting old it's not like oh i was was playing tackle football with the boys or you know i was fighting somebody it's like no i I slept wrong my pillow wasn't fluffed up as much as it should be (laughs) so now i can't walk for two days yeah dude it fucking blows man it makes me think of uh kevin james used to have this joke where he was like you know, he's like, I'm a fat guy. We we sweat really easily. He's like, it doesn't oh, yeah. take much. He goes, one time my friends come over and they looked at me and they go, jeez, they've been fucking jumping rope in the attic. He's like, well, I mean, I peeled an orange an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cooling off from that. <laughs> yep. Uh, and yeah, it, it's the same thing with like just getting old. It's like it doesn't take much. Like I'm I'm fat and getting old, so it doesn't take much to make me sweat and just hurt. So yeah, oh yeah. At, of course, it's my luck because my knees are finally starting to feel a little better. My lower back, I did enough stretching that that feels a little better, and now I got this. So this oh, that's uh, this little, th- that's little, the thing. Once you reach a certain age, like the pain doesn't go away. It just moves somewhere else. Just <laughs> there's shit. just, there's just a steady pain in your body. It just moves to a different part of your body. This little tennis ball has become my best friend because I take it and put it between me and the wall and roll it around on my shoulder blade. And oh, yeah. it gives me a relief for like five minutes before it starts coming back and hurting again. So, oh yeah. but, uh, but yeah, man, other than that, I have not been doing shit this week, but playing some games, uh, I am working my way towards max level in Final Fantasy XI. Uh, it's 99, and I'm at 87, so almost oh. there. <laughs> almost there. Fun That's what stuff. I was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, man, and uh, you, sir, making me wake up and do this at 9 o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> uh, so I went to bed early last night because I was like, I'm going to get a nice sleep, and then I'll be up for the show, and then I'll take a nap, and I'll do the steam machine later. Uh I ended up sleeping for like, I don't know, two and a half, three hours and woke up, could not go back to sleep. So I've been awake since like, I don't know, five o'clock. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So that's I'm another, like playing games, waiting, waiting to hear from you. <laughs> that's another reason I was like, man, we got to record this this morning because Dalton got up or and or stayed up <laughs> to do this because uh, for the listeners, I already talked to Dalton about it. My kid ended up being sick this morning, so he stayed home from school. So now I'm like trying to appease him in the living room so he stays quiet and we can actually record the show. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. You know, family duties. Oh, so if you hear a little voice, you know it's it's just mini me not listening <laughs> and following direction. <laughs> oh, who would have thought that a kid of yours would have a problem with authority? I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, so. 
I got to tell this story, and I'm going to use some very strong language when I do this, so I apologize, especially to any of our female listeners <laughs> uh, for what I'm about. So, okay, growing up, I knew this girl named Crystal, okay? Um, I believe I was the first person who ever had sex with this girl, right? Um, I was like her only friend for a long time, uh, and she she went through a lot of stuff when she was younger man like she, a lot of uh bullying and things like that and i was always defending her and stuff and uh talked her out of uh committing unalive more than to put it a nice way uh more than once and uh she's always been like a uh, a good friend of mine but she's always very blunt right oh, yeah. and it's gotten worse as she's gotten older to where it went from she's being blunt to she's just being very, very like uh, I'm better, like a high horse type thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, and it makes me think of that fucking song, The Noose by Perfect Circle, where it's like, not to pull your halo down around your neck and tug you off your cloud, uh, but, <laughs> you know, um, but she sends me a message the other day. Or, I'm sorry. She showed up in my people you may know. Because me and her decided a long time ago that we get along a a lot better if we're not friends on Facebook. But I figured I would add her, message her, and talk to her. And when we got tired of seeing each other's posts, we could again just unfriend each other, right? This did not take long at all. This did not take long at all. So I sent her a friend request. She didn't even accept it. She messages me and she says, after not talking to me for years, why the random friend request? And I was like, well, because we haven't talked for years, I figured I'd check in and see how you were doing and stuff. She's like, oh, I'm doing great. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm with my new girlfriend, all of that. And like, she looks like she's lost some weight and she's she's always been a very, very pretty girl in the face, right? Yeah. But now she's got like short hair. I guess she's doing like the whole lesbian thing, which is cool. Uh, like Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. More power to you. Um, so she's like talking to me about like her life is all great and all this stuff. So she asked me how I'm doing. She's like, have you? did you ever move out of your parents' house? And I was like, well, fun fact. I was like, yes, I did. At one point, I was uh, living with my ex. I was like, but then we, I lost my job, and we broke up, so I moved back home. And I was saving up uh, money, and then I lost the job at the restaurant. You know, I said between COVID, and then I didn't go into the story of how all, like, the fight between the... I didn't go into all that with her, because I could care less, you know, about her knowing all the details. So I just basically said, you know, during COVID, I lost my job. And uh, she basically replied back. And did I, did I send you a screenshot, Jeremy, I, or did I just kind of give you, you a a, a, a general? Up, uh, yeah, okay, so either way, she was like, basically call, said that I'm a loser and that she found four jobs during COVID and two of them had furloughed her, but they brought her back because she was so good at her job and all this type of stuff. And that I need to grow the fuck up, basically. Wow. And I was like, okay, for one, yes, we haven't talked in years and I wonder why. Two, <laughs> bitch, I was trying. Like, what What the fuck do you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, and, and three, I've literally been turned down for jobs around here because I'm a dude. There are, there's like two or three places in this town that they only hire women. And how, 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 what am I supposed to do about that? What the fuck? Like, I don't want to go get a concrete laying job or something like that's just not in my I, my body can't handle that shit anymore. I did all that kind of shit in my 20s. Now that I'm 30, I'd like a nice desk job or just working having to deal with people even though I fucking hate them. I can yeah, do yeah. that. I can do customer support all day. You know, customer service, I mean, not customer support, but customer service. 
but to to call me a fucking loser because I lost my job and then haven't been able to find another one. Like, where the fuck do you get off? Yeah, for sure. Like, like, am I being a dick? And and I blocked her. I was just I basically wrote her back and told her to get enjoy your fucking high horse, and I just blocked her. Yeah, no, I don't blame you because like I, I hate that shit where people people judge you based on where you're at currently. Yeah, yeah, and you know it, she doesn't know that you know I had money and then I spent it all on my ex and then she left me when I didn't have any money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, she she doesn't know that I I lost my job because of her and then this other job that I had I lost for stupid for nothing that had to do with me literally nothing yep what the fuck it just it was fucking i was livid i was livid that day just all day i was fucking mad about that well, i don't blame you like i remember i ran into you i ran into nate and willie about it i think i ran into hazel about it like i was <laughs> like i was just ranting to anybody who's listening i was so mad yeah man what have you been up to this week <laughs> uh been a fairly uneventful week i did uh finish a couple of shows i've been watching speaking of see you next tuesdays uh i watched that show inventing anna on netflix it's uh for anyone who doesn't know it's a biopic so it's loosely based on a true story of basically a new york socialite con woman who i haven't heard about this she came to america she was russian living in germany she came to america and basically telling everyone she had a trust fund waiting for her in Germany and, you know, polished the right knobs and stuff and ended up in this group of, like, New York socialite elite. And, like, dude, fuck this chick. Like, uh, the whole way through it, I hated her. Like, because she's one of those people that's, like, like 30 times in this show, she goes, do you know who I am? And it's like, bitch, like, you've been kicked out of four hotels for staying there for weeks without paying. Like I, you're in prison for screwing people out of money. Like, no, you're nobody. That's who you are. I hate a motherfucker who says, do you know who I am? Oh yeah. Like the only people who should say that are bad guys in movies and heels on wrestling. Like other yeah. than that, if you say that you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know if you remember several years ago, there was some like Congresswoman or something that they had dash cam footage where she gotten pulled over for some traffic thing and she screams at the cop like do you know who i am and it's like it doesn't fucking matter who you are you got pulled over for breaking the law like the yeah. law applies to everyone you're not above the law because you fucking work in the government like yeah but like this chick like screws over a bunch of people like uh I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it and wants to, but she screws one of her friends out of like $63,000 on her credit card. And she's always just like, oh, oh, I'll have my father send a wire transfer. And that's bullshit because her dad's like nobody. He doesn't have a, she doesn't have a trust fund and shit. And uh, if you haven't watched it and you like that kind of like, especially biopics, biopics is one of my favorite uh, genres of movie or TV show. Because, you know, it tells you a true-ish story. They embezzle it a little bit, or not embellish it a little bit for... Uh, they might for, embezzle it. They no, might. <laughs> but yeah, they embellish it a little bit for the dramatic factor to actually get people to, to jump in. But it's mostly a true story. Um, it's a little more exciting than a lot of the documentaries. But yeah, dude, it's just fucking... It's a fucking crazy story. 
Um, I also finished, uh, last night was the last episode of Winning Time on HBO, which is the biopic based on the, the Showtime Lakers of the early 80s, um, with Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Um, that, even if you don't like basketball, that show is fucking amazing. Adam McKay directs it. He was like the director of Step Brothers and, uh, I think Talladega Nights, like all the Will Ferrell, John C. Riley shit. Um, John C. Riley plays Jerry Buss, who bought the Lakers in like 79. Um, the cast is phenomenal. Dude, it's just such a fucking good show. There's like fourth wall breaking in it. There's all this like Adam McKay signature shit through the show that just works. So yeah, even if you don't like basketball, the show is amazing. And what's it called? It's called Winning Time. It's on Winning HBO Time. Max. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't have HBO Max, but no. I'm sure I could find a way to watch it. Yeah, probably so. You know, with the internet and its ways. You know, you we know, have a podcast, so we get those like your know, media access to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is I've had multiple discussions with people. Uh, you know, uh, you said biopics have to like, you know, embellish certain yeah. certain things. Uh, dude, I I've always thought, and I know a lot of people say this like, oh, I could have a fucking, I could like, I could movie about my life, and uh, you know. I have, think I've seen enough that I could at least get one season, like a short, like an eight episode season, because you could just pack all the ridiculous shit I've been through a- into this eight episodes, and I bet it makes some money. It might not make a lot of money, but it makes some money, because bet- between the the time that I got drunk and uh, at my buddy's house, and then they all, all the three of those dudes started fucking, and I was just too drunk to do anything, and I was too young to like call my parents and be like, I'm drunk as fuck, come pick me up. I messaged my buddy Emmett, and he's just like, ew, and signs off AOL. I was like, fuck, thanks for the help, bro. Like, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it's just little little stories like that, and I'll go into uh, detail about that one day. Uh, but just, I'm like, fuck, I could, if I was a writer, I really need to practice my writing, because I'd like to write uh, fantasy. I really, you know, I really would like to. And I think that if I were to sit down and take the experiences that I've been through and somehow morph them into fantasy style uh, stuff it could be entertaining but it, it would have to be a uh, an adult animation show if anything uh, <laughs> because uh or you know like a uh like we were talking about last week a series where like it's not on tv so you can curse you can show the the fucked up shit you know yeah, anyway oh yeah yeah i don't know uh i haven't been watching much lately dude i i, I mostly just watch youtube like as weird as that sounds like i just like i'll throw on a documentary on youtube like uh, I've been watching pieces of this one about Daggerfall, oh, Elder yeah. Scrolls Two, and the video is about four hours long. So I'm about an hour and a half into it. You know what I mean? We're all like, I'll watch a little bit of it and then I'll put on something else. Normally I'm watching like PlayStation Access or outside Xbox, uh, PC Gamer stuff like that. Or uh, one that I want to give everyone if you're into the history of gaming and PC gaming in particular. Um, there's a guy on YouTube, his name is Matt Barton, uh, B-A-R-T-O-N, and he does a series called Matt Chat, where he goes back and visits these old RPG games and plays them and kind of shows you how they play and stuff, but he also has interviews with uh, developers and stuff, Um, and his most recent interview was with Bruce Nesmith, who used to be a big wig at uh, TSR and then um, Bethesda. He worked on Skyrim, he worked on Morrowind, he worked on Oblivion. Or no, I'm sorry. I think he 
worked on Daggerfall, but not Morrowind. Then he worked on Oblivion and Skyrim. Anyway, doesn't matter. The dude's a legend in the the, the computer gaming business, and it's just nice. it's cool to see these interviews and stuff. So yeah, definitely check out Matt Chat on YouTube. Um, so one of our notes I'm curious about, sir. So I'm going to go ahead yes. and just ask you about it. What is this about the Statue of Liberty? So there was a recent story about um, the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. For anyone who hasn't seen it, there's a scene at the Statue of Liberty. Apparently, China refused to show the movie because they told Disney they wanted the Statue of Liberty removed from the movie before they would let it be shown in China. And Disney was basically like, fuck you, we're not doing that. And yeah, do like I like I give major props to Disney for that yeah. because like I can understand little things in movies being removed, but like this was a monumental. This was probably for anyone who's seen it a good twenty to thirty minute integral to the story scene that it would have probably cost them hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to CG all of that into something different. So like yeah, I like the fact that they were basically like. You know, fuck you, China. We'll make the money we need without you. Because the movie still was like the, I think, the second highest grossing movie of all time. Second or third. It was up there. Um, yeah. And kudos to them, too, man. Because oh, yeah. I, I wonder how much of that has to do with, and I'm sure not a lot, but maybe a smidgen of how much shit South Park gave uh, just the media, uh, Hollywood media in general, of just giving in to China. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just that Disney was like, it's going to cost too much money, so we don't care. Because at the end of the day, all they give a fuck about is money. If they thought they'd have made more money in the Chinese market than it would have cost to change that scene, they would have done it in a heartbeat. But I think they probably did like a, a what's it called? Like a cost, a cost risk analysis or something. And uh, there's a term for it. I can't think of it off the top of my head because I'm tired of shit too. Um, but like they probably figure like, oh, we probably won't make that much more money in China than it would cost to redo this entire integral scene. So we're just going to leave it in until China go fuck themselves. Cause at the end of the day, corporations care about money. That's all they really care about. But you know, Disney could set a precedent. You know what I mean? If they wanted oh, to, yeah. like they don't do that. So then these other studios start standing up to China and eventually that, you know that issue could go away like if all all the american cinema and stuff just started being like no 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 we're not going to conform to what you guys want like we're going to conform yeah. like to do what we always do and we believe that we could still and it's it, if, if spider-man might have been like proof that if the movie is a good enough concept you don't have to bend to the will of china to get your movie out you know what i mean true i, I will I say know. though i feel like this spider-man movie in particular is a bit of an anomaly like i wouldn't use it as a baseline because it was like the first major marvel movie that was exclusively in theaters since the pandemic it was not to spoil anything in it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet if you haven't seen it yet go see it there was major fan service plot devices in it and stuff like the movie made a billion dollars based on the the hype for it i guess i would say like it, now don't get me wrong it was an amazing movie i really enjoyed it but like it was definitely set up to be a monumental blockbuster yeah. um but 
and I'll say this, I was reading an article once about a guy, um, it was basically one of those listicles about people that Americans living in foreign countries or foreigners living in America. Guy said, you know, he lived in America, he worked in customer service for 15 years, something like that. He's like, and you know, as well as I do, when some Karen comes in and is bitching and complaining in America, your manager will tell you, just give her a coupon, just give her a discount, whatever, just satisfy the customer apparently in europe that's not the case he said he worked in europe and they said if you come in the store and you bitch the manager's going to tell you if you don't like it go shop somewhere else and that's how i feel like it should be over here like we should stop catering to these entitled pieces of shit that are like oh well my coupon expired two years ago but you still need to honor it i'm gonna leave you a bad yelp review it's like i'd be like leave me a fucking yelp review then get the fuck out of my store like because these people you you're not going to satisfy them no matter what you do unless you actively lose money to save them money and at the end of the day that's hurting businesses we need need to band together and say fuck this group of people agreed agreed because i don't know how many times i had to fucking deal with that when i was doing working the customer service desk at harvey's and stuff people be like well this coupon should work well, this coupon expired a week ago. Yep. But it was in this week's paper. I bet it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, you got last week's paper confused with this week's paper. Yeah, or you're lying to me straight up. Just yep. like, I'm not, people just assume that everyone's stupid or something. I don't know. And, dude, and it's because people around here are fucking stupid. Dude, a local GameStop manager told me a story. She said, uh, kid came in for an interview at the store, right? And he was just a fucking horrible candidate for the job, right? So he leaves, calls back like two weeks later to see if he got the job. She's like, sorry, we filled the position already. This motherfucker had the audacity to ask her if he was going to get compensated for driving out there for the interview. It's like, (laughs) bitch, you came to a minimum wage video game store job. Like, yeah, no, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Fucking hey. I can understand if you like, you know, had to fly to another state to go for an interview at, you know, a, a big place and you didn't oh, yeah. get the job and they compensate you for the ticket or whatever. But just driving no. to GameStop, what the fuck? Most of those jobs are like if they headhunt you for a job out of state or whatever, they usually fly you out, put you in a hotel room and all of that stuff because they want you, like they're trying to steal you from another company. So they're going to try yep. to entice you to come over um i do google do that to my brother nice i do remember one horror story some lady like moved from new york to seattle to start a job like sold her apartment sold all her stuff moved over gets an apartment in seattle gets set up goes to her first day of work and they lay her off oh yeah yeah like i can't imagine suck I can't imagine that. That would just be absolutely horrible. Yeah, that would be ass, man. That's like when WWE brought Eric Bischoff back and he moved to oh, Connecticut yeah. and then he got fired like two months later. Yep. He, had to go, he went back home to Wyoming. Yep. Um, dude, i tell you, like the town that I live in is, is starting to really get fucking bad. Um, just local restaurant talk made me think of this. Like, or I mean, local places, people, stupidity. Um, I don't know. I'm tired. The 
the place that I go and get cheeseburgers, I don't know if I sent you the, I think I showed you the picture in Discord. You saw that picture of that big fucking burger that I got? That was oh, the burger yeah. of the month, the belly buster, right? Oh, yeah. There are people in this town that posted in the word of mouth group. Now, I'm going to go ahead and clarify. I got kicked out and banned from all of the Keystone word of mouth groups because I did not hesitate to let people know you're a fucking idiot, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so my, my parents are still in them, though. So my dad tells me that somebody posted the other day that people shouldn't eat at this burger joint. And I quote, because I don't want people to think this is me saying this. I quote, that place is owned by a bunch of fucking ragheads. We shouldn't uh-huh. want to fucking eat there. We should run them out of the town. And I'm like, my mom tells me this as we're sitting there smoking a bowl. And I just took a hit and I held it and I let it out and I looked at her and I went, you realize this is the fucking town we live in, right? Like, this is where we live. People think like that around here. Like, are you yep. fucking serious? I was like, with as many churches as there are around here, you think there'd be better people, but there's not because they're all a bunch of fucking racist fucking idiots, fucking rednecks. Dude, dude I believe if you did a study, you would find that the more churches a town has, the more racism there is in that town. It's fucking insane, dude. Oh, yeah. Who? It is 20. It is. It is. 2022 okay who in their right fucking mind still thinks like that Seriously. apparently half the country who voted for trump in 2020 <laughs> fucking idiots dude yep. listen not even not even to get politics into it i don't care if you're oh i hit my microphone i don't care if you're a republican if you're a democrat if you just like to have sex with trees i don't care what your whole political stance is okay there there's a difference in in political beliefs and just being a good fucking person and at some point these people need to realize that they're just not being good fucking people like just because someone looks different than you doesn't mean that they're any less of a human being than you are you know what i'm saying and then but then also sorry to go on a rant but like i said i'm high and i'm tired this whole shit going on in the government with now it's fucking now it's illegal to get abortions or something like that it's like what in the absolute fuck like i said i don't want to get into the politics of it that is what it is but at the end of the day like where do people get off this goes back to like the thing i was talking about with that crystal bitch from earlier where the fuck do people get off like why do you think that you have you can tell me what to do. Like, right. Okay. Like, like you are my boss, but like, you're not paying me. You're not fucking me. You're not taking care of me. Why the fuck should I listen to you? Even worse, we're paying them and they're yeah. telling us we can't do certain things. Absolute get fucked. Dude, that I'm all, sh- I'm all for like, have a police force, you know, murder should be illegal, you know? Should drugs be illegal? Hell no. If I was president, I'd legalize all the fucking drugs and tax the shit out of them. Yeah, that. All right. I'm um, sorry. Interruption. Um, no, okay. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, legalize them, tax them because, dude, people smoking crack, they're not going to find the cure for cancer. They're not going to, you know, invent some kind of deep space travel device. They're fuck them let them smoke crack you know and and as we learned from that reddit thing that you sent me junkies will sort themselves out exactly like i'm that is a shitty thing to say and i i completely 100 i know that that is a shitty thing to say 
But like at a certain point, there are people who just don't want help. Yep. And it's just going to happen, right? So like you can either throw them in jail and they can be fucking miserable in there or you can let them die happy. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, my stance on it is, like I said, legalize the shit, tax the hell out of it, and go use that tax money to do, you know, nice state-funded rehab facilities, state-funded mental health care. Because like you said, dude, you could have two homeless people. You could give each of them $1,000. One of them's going to use that $1,000 to go get a cheap hotel room, buy a nice suit, get a shower, get cleaned up, go find a job, start making money. The other one's going to take that $1,000, go buy $1,000 worth of crack or heroin or whatever, and overdose on it. Some people can't be saved. I'm sorry. It's sad to say. Like you said, it's very fucked up to say, but some people, you can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved. Look at Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, that was a tragic what happened to her. She didn't want to be saved. Like, I hate to say it, you can lock people up, you can, you know, force them into rehab, whatever. They don't want it. They don't want it. They, you, what's that? I mean, you know, I'm not huge in religion, but it's that saying, uh, God helps, God helps those who help themselves. Like, you have to want it. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, like, this whole fucking abortion thing has gotten me so pissed off. I'm pro choice, not because I, I support abortion or whatever, you know, it's a, it's a case by case basis. Would I be dating a girl and she get pregnant? We go get an abortion. Possibly depends on our situation, but like I'm pro choice because I don't think some 15 year old girl in California who got knocked up by the guy who's sexually abusing her should have to take care of that baby for the rest of her life. Like I, I don't think I should have a say in what she does with that baby. But that was part of God's plan, Jeremy. That's all part of God's plan for you. you. Know, he wanted you, know what you to else get raped part of, so you would have that baby. You know what else is part of God's plan? Impotence. Let's do away with Viagra. Like all these Dude. old dickheads whose dicks don't work anymore. Half of them are the ones making the rules for this country. Let's punish them too. You know what's strange? And this is like... So a girl who hasn't had any kids... And she's under a certain age. They won't let her get a, uh, was it a hysterectomy uh, or a tube side? They won't let her get a tube yeah. side. Um, and I, one time, asked the doctor if I could get a vasectomy. And he told me no because yep. I was too I was too young. And I'm like, but I don't want kids. And he's like, well, you might change your mind. Motherfucker. Like, if I change my mind, I'll adopt a kid. Yep. Like, I-, I want to freely bust nuts. Yep. Okay, if there's a kid who needs a, a parent, I will gladly adopt a child, right? That is no issue with me. Yep. Black, white, Asian, I don't care. I would I would have the kid and I would love them as my own. But I would like to never have to wear a condom again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because going after being in a relationship for like two and a half years and wearing a condom, or I'm sorry, and not wearing a condom, and then going back to wearing a condom, it is just literally like... I saw a comedian talking about this the other day and he was spot on. It's it's just like you're just sitting there worried about if your dick's going to stay hard. Yep. Like as soon as I put that condom on, it's like my dick is just like, "Oh, we're doing this. Okay, I'm going away." It's like, "No, I need you right now." <laughs> God damn it. Dude, I remember watching some like TLC show about people who own monkeys, right? 
And there was oh, a guy God. on there. He was 19 years old at the time. Like when they, when he was the story he was telling, he was 19. He's like, he grew up in foster care. He had a shitty childhood. He knew he never wanted to have children. But because he was 19, he had to go like halfway across the country to find a doctor who was willing to do a vasectomy for him. Because like you said, all these doctors are putting their personal beliefs on their patients saying, I'm not going to do this because you might change your mind one day. It's like, dude, this kid had a shitty childhood. He doesn't want to bring a child up in this world. That should be okay. And dude, yeah. to me, speaking of sexism, one of the worst parts of it is if a woman wants to get her tubes tied, say she's married, she's had like three kids she doesn't want anymore. Dude, some of these doctors make her husband come and give his permission for her to have her tubes tied. Dude, that is the biggest crock of horseshit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, could you imagine being like, I want to get a vasectomy and they'd be like, well, we're going to have to bring your wife in here. She's going to have to say it's okay. I I would tell the doctor right then and there, I'd be like, uh, obviously, if I'm married and I'm here getting a vasectomy, we've probably discussed that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the same situation where it's like, if a woman's going to get her tubes tied, like, does she have to talk to her husband about it? No, but it would, I would say it would be nice if she lets him know. Yeah. Like, but like. Don't just be like, oh, well, they need permission. Like, just like have faith that they have discussed it with their partner, yeah. and it is like a thing. Like, Dude, it's not here, a doctor's place. And here's my thing: say, say I'm married, and my wife goes and gets her tubes tied without talking to me about it. I want to have more kids. We can get divorced. I can go marry somebody else, have kids with them. You know, we can do surrogacy. We can adopt. There are other options i don't think that i should have a say over her body autonomy because i'm her husband she's not my property you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely like you didn't trade two goats and a piece of land for her like i get it exactly she doesn't belong <laughs> to me like and dude it's just this fucking this government really needs to fucking be eradicated it's just Something needs to happen. Term, sure. We need term limits. Like we need uh, aging out. Like you, once you hit a certain age, you need to be pushed out of the government, regardless. Like Fuck I was, yeah. dude. I posted on Twitter this week during the height of all this Roe versus Wade stuff. I was like, dude, we need to go back to when people reach a certain age, we just threw them off cliffs. <laughs> like, dude, because uh, I, fucking... I can't agree. I can't agree with that because I love my grandparents, but I get what you're saying. Dude, these rich old white people are fucking ruining the country. No, I agree. And yeah, my it, what's funny is that my grandparents are old and white and they're so against what's going on in the government right now. Like I remember when, when Trump got elected, my grandpa told me, my grandpa is in his 80s and he said that that was the most ridiculous election that he had ever seen between two candidates in his entire life. And yep. I was like, wow, that's saying something. He has seen a lot of elections in his life. You know what Dude, I mean? Dude, my, my thing about that whole campaign was I never heard anything, I don't think from either side, about what they were going to do to help the country. All I heard from both sides were how the other side was going to screw something up. It's like, dude, I don't give a fuck what your other side has to say. Tell me what you're going to do to help the country. And it's like, no, was, well, well, that guy's a dickhead. You shouldn't vote for him. I want to, after this, I'm gonna, I do want to circle back around and talk about another the junkie thing real quick. But but I do. So I was at my buddy's house and we were watching the debate when that was going on. And my buddy didn't particularly care either way. He didn't end up 
I think liking Trump during the presidency, but he's just a Southern boy. He's just a weird dude. Anyway, me and Lenny, I think I've talked about Lenny Leo, my buddy from Yonkers. Me and him are watching it as a comedy, right? Oh, the, yeah. the whole thing. Right? And then my buddy Joey's brother is like super pro-Trump. And he's like, yeah, get her, get her, Donnie, get her. So I'm equally laughing at him. There was a moment in this particular debate where she basically said, like, my opponent is a liar or something like that. And Trump literally leaned forward and just went, you are. And she went, you are. And I looked at them. I went, are you fucking kidding me? This is a goddamn presidential debate, and they are doing a no, no, I, who, no, you're not. I know you are, but what am I? Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't think of it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, nuh-uh, you, not me, nuh-uh, rubber sticks to glue, bitch, all that shit. Like, oh, yeah. What the fuck? It's a presidential goddamn debate, and you guys are up there like you're in sixth grade. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, there was something, there was something that was said the other day with this Roe versus Wade thing. Um, I want to see if I can find it because I want to quote it. Uh, one of the politicians was basically saying like, we need to ban abortions because we need to have more American babies available for adoption in the country because all these parents are going to other, it's like, dude, there's like half a million kids in foster care right now. Like y'all make it insanely difficult. Kids in adoption. Exactly. Fucking Republican white politicians. They're like, we need more white American babies being born to be adopted because these parents are, it's like they're going overseas because y'all make it impossible to fucking adopt kids in this country. Like, dude, I looked at it in my early twenties. I looked at it because, you know, I was like, I kind of want to be a dad. I'm, you know, I want to adopt a kid. I want to give some kid who doesn't have anything a better life. And I was in my twenties. I owned a house making 60 to 80 grand a year. I don't remember exactly at that point. You know, I wasn't drowning in debt. I had money to spend. Dude, I was basically told absolutely not because I'm a single male. It's like, so you're telling me you'd rather have kids in foster homes or an orphanage, you know, getting beaten, getting treated like shit versus being in a loving home because there's not, it's not a family dynamic that you think should be in place. Yeah. I'm not talking about adopting a baby. I was like, oh yeah, give me like, you know, a four or five year old. I'll take care of that. Yeah. Nope. Because there's that stereotype that if you're a man who wants a child by yourself, you're obviously a pedophile who wants to harm this child in some way. Which is just, it's sad that that has become oh, yeah. a thing. Yep. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing's fucked up. The whole adoption thing is fucked up. It, it's like getting your green cards fucked up, but that's a, that's that's a whole other subject. Um, oh, yeah. But I do want to loop back around because without using names, right? So I have a buddy of mine. Uh, we'll call him Bob. Bob. Thank you. Yeah, that works. Because I was trying to think of a name, and I'm like, every name I thought of, I'm like, no, I know somebody with that name. So Bob is great. So Bob. Bob has a drinking problem. Okay. Uh, Bob has a serious drinking problem to the point that Bob has come over to my house before and drank so much that he passed out sitting up in a chair and I had to pretty much German suplex his ass onto my bed Uh. and tuck him in and then I slept in the chair that night right so but I I wasn't gonna let him leave like he would he would just show up to my house fucking wasted and I wouldn't let him leave you know what I mean like all right well you're crashing here tonight motherfucker you're I'm not letting you drive so I get a message from him one night, and this is where things started to get kind of weird. 
Um, I get a message from him, and he starts talking to me about how he's trying to set up a threesome between me, him, and his girl. Right. Uh. And I'm like, uh, all right. I mean, she's she's cute. So I mean, I, if that's what they're looking for, then I mean, who am I to say no? Um, so he says, yeah. I told her that all the girls always say that you had a huge dick, and now she wants to see it. All right. So should I should I send it to her? No, you can just send it to this chat. She's sitting right next to me. All right. A little so weird. I I take the picture. Why well, fuck whatever, and I and I, I send it. And uh, I said, so do I get to see anything of her? And he goes, yeah, hold on. And I get a bunch of pictures that were like obviously taken at another point in time, right? Oh, uh, like she's like in the shower and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then he writes me back and he goes, man, th- those girls weren't lying. Your dick's huge. And I'm like, okay. So then it starts turning into like he starts telling me that like she wants to watch me suck on it. And I was like, okay, that uh, it's not really my thing, man. Yeah. So turns out she had no idea this conversation was going on. He uh, apparently likes to swing that way when he's really, really drunk. Uh, And there have been multiple times now where he'll just message me when he's fucking wasted trying to uh, be perverted. One time he's. He sent me a picture of himself with his dick out hard wearing some of her lingerie. Ugh. And <laughs> bro, I wish I was fucking making this up, Jeremy. I fucking wish I was making this up. Like, but and and Courtney, Courtney, I know you're listening. You know exactly what I'm talking about because I was talking to you when this was happening. So I know right now Courtney is fucking dying laughing because she knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Um but I always message him back and I just say, bro, I really don't think you should drink anymore. Yep. And he'll write me back the next day and be like, yeah, I shouldn't drink as much. But the reason I, the reason I thought of him was because one time I said, bro, you absolutely need to go to fucking rehab. And his reply to me was Dalton's trying to make me go to rehab. I say, no, no, no. And I'm like, you realize that Amy Winehouse died yep. from her addictions, think, right, yep. bro? You need to go to fucking rehab. So, if you ever listen to this, Bob, if that is your real name, <laughs> go to fucking rehab. So, that's all I wanted to say about that. Now, Jeremy, I have a question for you, sir. Have you ever heard of Findom? No, I can't say I have. Okay. Neither had I. Neither had I until the other day. So, I've been chatting with this girl, not in a sexual way or anything, um, just music and things like that. Um and she starts being really flirty with me so like i brought up that like there's this other girl that i talked to and i'm i'm really into her so like i'm not and this and she this girl's like writing me back she's like well you know i live over here in on the other side of the world so it's not like this would actually happen anyway yada 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 so she talks to me a lot every day uh, and then she brings up to me have you ever heard of findom and I was like, Whoa. I said, do you mean like femdom, like uh, female domination type stuff? She's like, no, fendom, financial domination. Immediately, if I could raise the rock eyebrow, I, I would, right? Like, I, I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know what that is. So I Googled it before she could explain it. And I'm reading the explanation of it. Now, I'm going to Google it again right now so I can read it to you. I should have done this before I started talking about this, but I mean, the okay. only thing I can imagine is financial domination is all those douchebags that make a ton of money and have hot wives. They treat like shit, but they stay around because 
you know, the money's too, the money and the lifestyle's too nice to give up. AKA, you know, like Ray Rice when he beat the shit out of his fiance in an elevator and she married him like two weeks later anyways. It's actually, it's a little different. It's a little different than that. Okay. FinDom stands for financial domination. Simply put, men involved in FinDom send expensive gifts, give regular sums of money, which the amount of is set by the woman, or even allow the unknown woman to have complete control over his finances. There is no sexual exchange, and in the majority of cases, the two people have never even met. Now, when she brings this up to me, after saying, oh, well, we'll never even meet, don't even worry about it, right? She brings up Fendom to me. I made two things very clear. One, I would never fucking do that. That's dumb. Never, Two, I don't have any fucking money. And like the money that I do have, which is very little, you can't touch. Not the, And she was saying, she's like, oh, I'm not saying that I would do this with you. I'm just saying this is something that I'm interested in. Maybe trying one day. Maybe I could find a, a man to do. And I'm like, word. She would not have brought that up if she did not want to try to do this to you. <laughs> so I haven't heard from her much since we had that conversation. Yep. And I, it just struck me a little funny. Just struck me a little funny. So basically what this is, is women who manipulate men like sugar daddies. They have figured out a way to do that without the actual sugar being involved. Apparently so. Like Girls that is daddies. fucking skeezy. Like, dude, if a chick came to me and said some shit like that, I would just block her ass right away. Like, I'd be like, no, get the fuck out. And like for the fact that she said it to you and then said, oh, I'm just play." It's kind of like I say, oh, yeah. Uh, baby, why don't, why don't we do a little butt play tonight? She's like, ew, that's gross. And I'm like, oh, I was just playing. And I was just playing. I was joking. It's like, no, it's because you brought up something you wanted to do. And the person was like, that's that's not happening. And you're like, oh, I didn't want to do that. I was just I was just talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it just it just struck me odd. It just struck me odd. And uh, and I'm I'm pretty much game for anything. Like, uh, if, if I like the girl, she can pretty much do whatever the fuck she wants to me. But the, uh, when it comes to my money though, like I don't hey, have enough as, as it is for myself. Let you alone can do whatever somebody. you want to me, except get my bank passwords or go in my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, if we ever have a joint bank account, best believe that I hope that we both have separate bank accounts too, just for dude, I, other extraneous. I may be an outlier. I have lived serious relationship lived with four women, one of which I was married to. I have never had a joint bank account and I never intend to because I, you know, we split the bills. We both pay for groceries, whatever, you know, we split the cost of everything or, you know, I'll pick up this. She'll pick up that, whatever. But no, I don't like the idea of a joint bank account because I don't like the idea of there being $500 in our account. We're both separate places and spend $300 at the same time. Like, no, yeah. I'm very particular about my money and my finances. Like I check my credit score at least three, four times a week. Like I, I stay on top of that shit. So I'm not going to let somebody else stick their hands in the honey pot. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, they strike me weird too, man. But you know, I, it's one of those things to each their own. It's kind of like when oh, I yeah. see a joint, joint Facebook account, I'm like, all right, which one of you cheated? Yep. <laughs> That's something that's else. Like, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for my store in this podcast, I wouldn't even have social media more than likely. So I'm definitely not doing a joint 
social media account with anybody. Up until I started the podcast, I had uh, I basically used Facebook to talk to Courtney and share memes and stuff. And then uh, I've recently convinced her to hop on Discord. So now if you know if Facebook doesn't pan out, that's fine because I can still get on Twitter and stuff. And I really don't I don't fuck with Twitter like a lot of people do. You know what I mean? Like I don't go on Twitter and scroll it for hours on end and get mad at stuff and things like that. I just get on Twitter. I post the shit I need to. I might like a couple memes and then I hop off. Dude, I use, Facebook- I use my Twitter more than Facebook now, but like my Twitter, I follow F1 teams, F1 drivers, celebrities I like, stuff like that. And I don't follow a lot of people I know personally, maybe like four or five. And if I see some shit I don't like, like for some reason I've been getting, I think it's because I followed a couple of people whose tweets entertained me and they follow all these like thirst trap accounts so i kept seeing these like based on your likes and it's all these chicks like just posting you know not lewd pictures but like in a in a provocative stance or something just showing their body off fishing for compliments and that shit fucking infuriates me for some reason like they're attractive women and you do you but i can't stand when people women or men either are posting pictures of their body solely to get people to tell them how hot they are. Like it's vain as shit. And I fucking just, I hate it, but I found like, I'll go on there and I'll be like, block this person, mute this person. I don't want to see this. Like, and I'll clear my Twitter feed to where now it's pretty much, like I said, it's F one and a handful of celebrities that I appreciate. And I like to see what's going on with, um, yeah, that's like my Facebook, dude. Since that Facebook jail shit, I haven't posted anything on Facebook. You can go look at my timeline. The last post I made was April 25th, so two weeks ago. I'm just, I'm like, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. I'm done with this bullshit. My uh, my main Twitter account, um, I, de- I follow some porn stars. And I followed them back before, like, when you follow somebody, it lets your Twitter followers know, like, hey, they followed this person. Like, oh, yeah. You like them too, right? So, um, if you creeped my Twitter hard enough, you'd learn a lot about me. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, Twitter was the first place that I realized that it's not—it's not dicks that bother me; it's just dudes. Because I saw this chick or this, you know, this trans woman, and she was fucking smoking hot. Oh yeah. And I was like, wow. And then I scrolled down. I was like, oh, she had a dick. And I really had to sit there and think about myself because I was like, I'm really not that bothered by that. <laughs> because yep. she she's smoking hot right so i'm like i i really think that what it is for me is like just hairy dudes gross me out but yeah. like if if i meet a chick and she pulls her pants down and she's got a wiener i mean that is what it is Dude, I, let, but that's just me <laughs> let me preface by saying gay straight by whatever you know you do you it yeah. doesn't bother me at all um, like you said, I don't think it's these hard lines that people have drawn between gay and straight and whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, like I, I'm attracted to the female form and I sat down one day and I was like, I was single. I'd been single for a while and I was like, am I gay? And then I sat down and thought about it and I was like, I'm not gay. And the reason I know why is cause I've done some fucking low down dirty shit to try to impress a woman. I've never done that to try to impress a guy and I never could see a scenario where I'm like doing that kind of fucking degrading shit to try to get a guy's attention. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm not gay. You know, I mean like now like Ryan Reynolds, 
Ryan Reynolds is hot as fuck. Chris Hemsworth is hot as fuck. I can appreciate that. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to go out and, you know, simp over their Twitter accounts or, you know, try to date them or any of that shit. Like, because I'm, I'm, I love the female form. But, like you said, now, there's some super hot trans women out there. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily I, bother me. I, I'll go a step further than that. A- after all of that stuff had happened, uh, like I referenced earlier, where those three dudes were, like, doing it when I was drunk and stuff. And I, I found out the next day that I had gotten brought into it, but I didn't find out until his, one of the girlfriends called me, uh, messaged me. I think I might've even told that story before, um, on one of the podcasts, but anyway, um, so I, I dealt with that for a long time, like thinking about it, like, and wondering if that had like affected me at all or whatever. So I had a gay friend of mine who asked, if he could help me decide whether it was true or not. And I was like, what do you mean? So anyway, he ended up giving me head. Right. And I wasn't into it. And, and he goes, well then you're, you're, you're straight. He goes, I mean, that's, that's the tell. He goes, you know what I'm saying? He's like, obviously you would be into this if you were into it. You know what I mean? He goes, but you're, you're, you're not. So, so that was like a deciding factor for me that day that I was just like, okay, that, that, and and honestly, that was like a, a, a load off, not to, you know make a pun but it was a, a load off my mind to i'm not worried about that anymore and you know dude, my, I mean? my stance on it is gay or straight is not about having sex to me gay or straight is who do you want to cuddle with in the bed and watch tv with you know yeah. shit like that because like dude somebody's like hey some dude comes up to me he's like hey i got a million cash have sex with me i'm like fuck yeah i'll put my legs behind my ears and fucking stare you in the eyes and all kinds of shit because Fuck it. It's just sex. At the end of the day, sex is, is friction. It's nerve endings and friction. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, your, your orientation or identity or however you want to classify it is who do you want to spend time with? Who do you want to be intimate with? And like I said, whoever that is, by all means, go for it. Live a happy life. Yeah. If you want to get mad, I don't think. I always joke and say I don't think gay marriage should be legal because I don't think marriage should be legal because like fuck being married it's it's miserable <laughs> but yeah do whoever you want to spend your life with if you want to marry them you want to adopt kids with them you want to you know do whatever be my guest live a happy life because life sucks and I imagine it sucks a lot worse when you have politicians and people you know, hateful people telling you you shouldn't live your the lifestyle that makes you happy. 100% agree. I told, um, uh, we were talking about that. Some, uh, Jen was telling me some like 11 year old kid, uh, off themselves because they were getting bullied in school all year and no one would do anything about it. And I was like, I hope my kid would come to me first. Cause I'm like, dude, I will like, I'm like, if it comes to that point, I'm like, tell me where this bully lives. I'll go beat his dad up. Like yeah. I will Peter not Griffin let, ass. <laughs> I will not let my kid do that. Because he's getting bullied and doesn't feel like anybody's on his side. Like, I'll beat his teachers up. I'll beat his principal. I'll I'll beat the fucking kid up. I don't care. Like, if it's coming to that, no. I don't give a shit. I'll gladly go to prison to stop that from happening. Oh, yeah. 100%, brother. I agree with you. So, yeah. So, off, of a, off of a somber note there. Um, have you ever been playing a phone or watching a video on your phone and... uh or playing a game on your phone, watching a video, and you see an ad for a mobile game, and you're like, man, that looks really fun. And then you download it, and it's about as simplistic as it can possibly be, and every five to seven seconds, a fucking ad plays. Uh, 
Yeah. Dude, that yeah. pisses me off so much. It happened to me the other day. That's why I added it to our topic list. I see this game, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's like a fucking lawnmower game or something. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. It's this what mobile games have become where it's simple little, like, stick figure type characters. You know, just as simple little work as they could possibly put into it. And I'm talking about, dude, literally you will be riding around playing the game, and an ad will just pop up about every five seconds. And I got played it through about three ads and then i shut it down and deleted it off my phone because i was like this is fucking horseshit i can't tell you how many of the games that it's like uh like you said you'll be like the little uh faceless stick guy yep but it's kind of like 3d modeling and it's like you hold him and he'll run and shoot and you have to move around the objects and stuff yep every time the level ends it yep. goes to an ad and when that happens on a game I will immediately uninstall it because I've played too many fucking games that just throw ads at you like that when there's really yep. no substance. They're just it's just ad farming. Yep. Um, I wish I could remember. Actually, I'm glad I don't remember the name of it because I do not want to plug the game. But shout out to Willie and Nate. They've both been seeing ads for this fucking mobile game that is apparently like advertised as like a dark Pokemon style game, and then oh, you yeah. get in, you get into it, and it's not anything like that. And yep. I always wonder what the fuck how did how did they get away with that? Like I see ads on Facebook for phone games that will literally have Pokemon and stuff in the advertisement. But they're not they're, in the game. Cuz they're uh more than likely like Chinese-based companies that aren't covered under US copyright law. So the like the Pokemon company can complain and have the ad taken down, but there's not really anything they can do other than that. So they have the ad taken down. That company changes a letter in their name and puts the ad right back up. And so it's just a constant battle of getting shit taken down because they can't, you know, send somebody to go arrest these people or file suit against them because they're in another country. Yeah. yeah it's fucking dumb. And I respect. Oh, good. I will say, dude, there are some, there are some good mobile games out there. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of them are free. Some of them you have to pay for. Some of them are free. Um, uh, like Nintendo put out a few decent ones. Um, trying to think of any of them. There was one I played for a long time that was called Just Mowing. And it was literally you just rode a lawnmower around mowing people's yards. And you got like loot boxes. And there's a little in-game currency where like if you don't want to wait three hours to open the loot box, you can pay. But like it was fun. But then, like, these games we're talking about where, like you said, it's 3D modeling, but it's literally the lowest quality of 3D modeling you could possibly get away with just to give you something to do every five or seven seconds between the ads they throw at you. It gives mobile gaming a bad name. It gives it a bad rap yeah. because people are like, fuck mobile games. They're all these little bullshit games that are just trying to get money out of you. Yeah, and... I don't think the gotcha systems help with that at all. No, not at all. You know, though I understand, I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand why the gotcha thing exists because the games are free and they want to make money on them. Yeah. But, but you can do it right. You, like uh, yeah. Clash of Clans, that was a huge game. I knew dozens of people who played it and they spent money on it. I've played games like, uh, I think it's called Homescapes was one I played where it was, uh, you were like renovating an old house but you did it by playing kind of candy crush like puzzles and when you beat a puzzle you got credit you use that credit to build the rebuild the house i probably spent like 20 bucks on that game but i played it for like a year and it 
enter, entertain me. So I'm like, I don't see the problem in spending a little bit of money if it's entertaining. But like, yeah. I'd rather do that than you just fucking throw an ad at me every five seconds. Like that shit aggravates the hell out of me. Yeah, and I appreciate uh, on Facebook at least. I think it's called Summoner's War. I think yeah, that's I've heard of that or Summoner's or Summoner's Greed or something like that. But they'll like where they'll have an ad. It'll just like have text and it'll just say like, "We could have spent money on making a big, cool looking ad," and that's totally throwing shade at Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> oh, yeah. they're, they're like, "We could have made money making this big, cool ad and everything, but instead we put our money into the game, and uh, we actually didn't have all that much money." So here's a meme, and it'll just be like a meme with one of the characters from the game in it. And I'm like, yeah. "That's brilliant! That's brilliant marketing, dude!" Oh yeah. Like and then, but Summoners War, they don't try to lie about what they are. You know what I mean? They're just like we're Dude, just a phone game that's fun. Speak, <laughs> speaking of that marketing gimmick, um, Arizona Green Tea is still ninety nine cent for a can, right? Do you know why they were able to keep that price so low? I watched a video on it the other day. Apparently, when inflation started hitting that industry and the prices of stuff started going up. Arizona made the decision to slash their marketing budget to zero dollars. So think about it. When's the last time you saw a commercial for Arizona green tea? Uh, never my entire life. Exactly. But their drinks are still 99 cent because they cut their marketing down because people drank it. People. And like, if you go in the store, you're like, I really want some iced tea. You see like Arizona, 99 cent Lipton, two eighty nine. Which one are you yeah. going to go for? <laughs> you're oh, like yeah, 99 cent. I'll try that. And I'd say, like, although I will say Lipton with lemon is crisp and really good, dude, oh, yeah. those uh, Arizona green teas are fire, bro. They're so tasty. Oh, yeah. So tasty. And so, plus, I mean, it's, that's, just a, it's a pretty can. And I, I've always <laughs> asked that question, like, when the Super Bowl comes around. Super Bowl ads last year were, like, $7 million a minute or something like that. Why are companies like Coca-Cola and Budweiser and Sprint and these, you know, household names, why are they spending that much money advertising during the Super Bowl? Can Coca-Cola get more brand recognition than they already have? Oh, dude, it's just it's just part of it. It's part of the Americana. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I I get that part, but to me, it's stupid because oh, it absolutely is. I'm not that's money not. you're taking out of your consumer's pocket. Like, dude, I bought drinks for my store the other day. A twelve pack of cans of Coca Cola is six dollars at Walmart now. Yeah, I think they're like seven dollars down here. I feel like, you, dude. That's fucking ridiculous, and that's where that fucking money is going. They're paying for ads that they don't fucking need. That's why I think we were talking about like E3 being canceled and I'm like, good. Like we don't need it anymore. All these companies have YouTube pages and stuff. Now they don't, they're not having to pay realistically tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to send crews to these events, to build these, you know, really nice display booths and all this stuff. And I mean, just spending tons of money when they can spend probably a quarter of that and make a YouTube video like do Nintendo with their directs. That has to be the cheapest marketing they've ever had in their lives. Cause they don't have to pay for YouTube. Yeah. They have two like executives who are already getting paid, just standing there talking about the stuff and they're showing trailers. Like I don't even think they have a, a sound stage. I think they have a green screen in somebody's office. They're just filming it all. Yeah. But E3 dude, E3 is the, it's the event of it. You know what I mean? I, it's just the, like, yeah, you could sit at home and watch TV. That's like say, like okay, 
Metallica. They have a YouTube channel. They should never yeah. tour again. They should just play on YouTube. Like that would be cool, but also you're not getting that experience of seeing Metallica with a hundred thousand other people. Like <laughs> fucking Metallica. You know what I mean? Like my my argument against that though is I feel like didn't E3 become a media only event at one point? If they did, then that was them shooting themselves in their like, own. Like I don't think like me and you could go to it anymore. I could be wrong. You know, tell me, tell us in the in the Facebook group if I'm wrong about that. But I feel like it went to a media only thing at some point where like you had to be invited to E3. Now I agree. Like it's like Comic Con. Like Comic Con is cool, but it's not really for the people anymore. Because yeah, I was about to say they should have taken E3 and made it a con more. I, I would and, say, yeah, if you're going to make it into a convention where it's, you know, people are selling video games, you know, small time developers and publishers have their stuff set up where you can go check it out. You know, that'd be cool. But like, yeah, just a huge media event to showcase new games. We don't need that anymore with the age of we're in the the Internet age. We don't need that anymore because like Nintendo does with their directs, you can show all those trailers. People can watch them from the comfort of their home. They don't have to spend a thousand dollars flying out to wherever they're having E3 and, you know, get a hotel room for four or five days just to go stand in a room full of COVID infested, sweaty neck beards and watch the trailer for Pikmin four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get, I get where you're coming from, man. I get where you're coming from. I just, I don't know. I always liked watching E3. Like, it was like an event. I pack me a bowl or roll me a joint, kick back, watch the show. And now, like, the directs are cool and everything, but a lot of times they're over before they start. And that, again, I know is just me. I like to watch long-form media. I yeah, get see, it. See, I, I like that. I like it being shorter because I have other shit going on. I like to be able to just watch it and be done with it. Yeah, see, yeah. Dude, I'll see, say I take, Sony. I take long shits. So. Sony's been killing it with the state of plays too. I think they're doing a really good job with that. Xbox really yeah. needs to get on the ball with some kind of equivalent, which I guess, you know, like, like our friend Mike would say, they don't have any games to show off anyway, so they don't need a show, but like, I mean, you, they can't really say that anymore. Dude. Now they own Bethesda and I, and id software. So they got like doom and Elder yeah, we Scrolls know about all that stuff. They're not making any new stuff. <laughs> well, not, not right now, but I mean, yeah. I'm just saying like, when when the day comes, eventually there's going to be some shit. Now, obviously, none of this matters to me because I have a computer and everything comes out on the computer eventually, be it uh, legal or other other nefarious ways of play. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, it's loop, looping back to the, the mobile game thing, I just I wish that more of them. How do I word this? I wish that it hadn't been the market hadn't been flooded with the ad farmers because mobile was a very viable gaming market oh, yeah. at oh, at yeah. first and really still could be. Like there's some serious processing power. Like yep. as much as it gets shit upon, dude. Raid Shadow Legends looks really fucking good for a phone oh, yeah. game. And dude, they're making but, like you can use your Xbox wireless controllers with your phone now. They're making attachment controllers like. This could be a really good platform, but like you said, so many people have jumped on it and are just looking at it as a way to to farm money from advertisements. Yep. And they're like, we don't need to put any effort into these games. Like I played one, I forget what it was, like a fruit slicing game or something. It's a puzzler game. But like, dude, after about 30 levels, I started noticing like the levels were just repeating. 
And it's like, dude, you're not even putting any effort into this, but every level at the end of the level, you get a 30 second ad to watch. So like, yeah, it's dude, fuck abortion. Politicians need to be making legislation to where these mobile games can't lie in their fucking advertisements and show you some shit that has nothing to do with the actual game they're advertising and make that illegal while they're on making things that aren't illegal that should be uh podcasts that make their ads louder than their podcast like i get that like there's a reason that shit got outlawed on tv and it should be outlawed in fucking podcasting too like oh they still do it on tv it's fucking aggravating as shit it that's not supposed to be a thing apparently my dad told me like back in the day it would be like a fucking ad would come on and it would blow your speakers out of how loud it was but even Uh, still like it uh i mean it's a marketing tactic because they're like oh you're kind of sitting there just sort of zoning out on a show when you hear that loud noise it it brings your attention back. But like you said, to me at least, and maybe it's just our generation, it pisses me off. Cause I'm like, why the fuck are you so goddamn loud? I don't want your products because you're being too loud in my house. Yeah, exactly. I like quiet. I like yeah. serene peacefulness. Do you know one I mean? show, um, watch, pay attention to it. Next time you watch Bob's burgers, their theme song is like three times louder than the actual volume of the show. Like, you'll yeah. watch a Bob Burgers episode, and it rolls into the next one, and you're like, God damn, why is it so loud? But it's just the theme music. It's like, like I said, like three times as loud as the actual show is. Yeah. Uh, my my ex used to fall asleep with Bob's Burgers on, and I'd go to sleep, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night hearing that theme and have to, yep. like, search around for the remote to turn it down. Yep. I don't it's know why it's loud. so fucking loud. Like, I, most shows aren't like that. That one particular show I've noticed, it's alarmingly loud just during the theme music and then once you, like you turn it down during the music and then when the episode comes on you can't hear it you had to turn it back up oh, man. so i gotta tell you a story man so there was a time and actually i saw a uh, a thing on facebook the other day. this was 10 years ago it made me feel old right so i rolled myself a blunt my dad had run up to the store my mom's taking a nap so I'm like, I'm going to go sit outside. It's a nice day out. I'm going to smoke this blunt. I'm going to have a good day. So I go back, I fire it up. I'm sitting there and I'm smoking. And I don't have any dogs at the time. This is before I had Daisy. And uh, my other two dogs had passed away. So I'm just chilling back there. And I look over to my left. And I have these hedges on the side of my, like, are they really, I guess they're not hedges. They're like more like bush tree things. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They line my fence on the left side in the backyard. Yeah. Um. And I see some leaves and stuff moving over there and something kind of mo- making its way along. And I was like, oh, that looks like a snake. I'm going to go see what kind of snake it is. Because I see black snakes around here all the time. Right. So I go walking over that. Now, keep in mind, I'm puffing a blunt. Right. So I'm getting stoned. So I'm looking and I'm like, that's a big ass snake. And then it kind of like looks more towards me and opens its mouth. And I went, oh, fuck, that's not a snake. That's a little alligator. Motherfucker. And sure as shit i uh i go in i go to go inside uh to t- to go wake my mom up and tell her like yo there's a fucking alligator in her back here and my dad is coming in the front door at the same time i open the back door and he's like what's up man and i was like there's an alligator in the backyard oh yeah that's funny that's funny you shouldn't smoke all that but you're so no dad there's a there's an alligator in the backyard you're kidding no dad there's an alligator in the back no you're shitting me so he goes out there and we walk over there and i point under the bush and i'm like look and he looks under the bush and he's like 
son of a bitch. And he wasn't big. It was probably like three, three and a half feet. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't a huge alligator. And I told him, I said, dude, I can go get a towel and throw it over it and hop on its back and grab it by behind the back of the head and grab it by the base of its tail. I was like, and if we can get it into a trash can, we could take it to the lake and let it go. You know what I mean? He's like, don't fucking touch it. He's like, that thing will tear your fingers off. Don't fucking touch it. So we ended up just like letting it, letting it do its thing, right? So my backyard is fenced in. That was the day that I learned that alligators can climb fences. Oh, yeah. Right? So later that night, my dad goes to play a concert. So my dad's a musician, right? So he goes to play a show, and he comes back home, and him and my mom pull up, and I'm helping him unload the gear from the truck and everything. And it's like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, and uh, me and my mom go out. We're smoking on the front porch, you know, relaxing after the end of the, the end of the show and all of that and uh we start talking about that alligator uh how like, we hadn't seen it and stuff and we start hearing noises so i get my flashlight and we go and we look and that alligator is now up under my dad's truck where they had just pulled up and parked i assume because the engine was warm so it was probably oh, yeah. nice and warm up Trying under to there get some heat up under there yeah so i'm just looking and there's just this fucking three three and a half foot alligator just chilling under my dad's truck and i'm just like what the fuck what the, only in florida oh, yeah. only in florida and then like two or three days later it rained really fucking hard so the retention ponds next to this uh hardware store that's around here were full and one of my buddies posted on facebook that he caught an alligator in one of them and it was like a stone's throw from my house so i bet it's the same fucking alligator <laughs> probably so, so that thing hopefully is now in a lake doing its thing because david is a good dude and said that he was going to take it to geneva and let it go uh, or maybe maybe Santa Fe, one of the, I don't know, one of the lakes around here. I want to say for uh, I know we have some British listeners. Anyone who's not in, from the southeast of America, to show you how ridiculous the state of Florida is, I learned recently there is a town in Florida called Puta Gorda. For those who don't speak Spanish, Puta Gorda means fat bitch in Spanish. Yeah, so there's literally there's literally a town in Florida called Fat Bitch. Yes, there <laughs> so is that. That tells you everything you need to know about the state of Florida. There's also a place in Florida that always cracks me up. Anytime we're heading to Orlando to go to a show, we always pass the sign that says it's Oklahumka. <laughs> and I don't know why, but that just cracks that word just cracks me up. <laughs> Oklahumka. It's like, what the fuck? Dude, speaking of ridiculous Florida shit, uh, the Miami Grand Prix in F1 was this weekend. First ever time they've raced in Miami, they actually built a track around the Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins play. Dude, they built a fake marina inside the like in the infield of the track. Literally parked yachts there on concrete and then put like printed water around them. Like literally like blocks of printed Why? water around them so that the rich people could sit on their yacht and enjoy the race. Like literally they're trying to Jeez. be Monaco. So Monaco is like the prestigious rich people. Uh country i guess i could say but it's the rich people race so you know it's it's around the harbor the marina there's yachts everywhere so miami wants to you know prove their fucking baller beach town too so they build a <laughs> fake marina instead of like closing it in and filling it with water they literally i gotta send you a picture of it we'll post Please it in the do. facebook group because it's fucking ridiculous and also 1000 percent miami shit like that is a thousand percent some shit they do in Miami. Absolutely. Like I literally Absolutely. told my buddy, if I ever run away 
and trying to like just change my identity. I said, I'm going to Miami. I'm a fucking get a tan, change my name to Carlos, wear the fucking silk button up pattern shirts with it unbuttoned down to like nipple level with the chest hair and the gold chains hanging out. Fucking white slacks. I'll fit right in. <laughs> I got some, uh, I got some more wild Florida shit for you. So a friend of mine, uh, we'll call her Bessie and uh, her boyfriend's brother. So she comes over the other day and she's telling us this story about how her boyfriend's brother is a real weird dude and how the way he walks and the way you can listen and hear it, that she was under the assumption that he wears diapers, right? Yeah. But he's got no medical issues like that. So she said then one day while her boyfriend wasn't home and she was there on the porch smoking a cigarette and this brother knew she was there and was within eye shot, he walks into the kitchen wearing nothing but a diaper and a shirt what the hell and like bends over and she said that he squatted down like in the natural position wow and then then stood up and walked off and i i I didn't know what to say right i'm like what what so this dude gets into an accident right uh they live on a a busy road so like he gets into an accident try to pull into the in the yard ends up having to go to the hospital and the mom asked them to like get some clothes together and stuff and take up there for him and stuff. So when they're going into his room to get clothes, they find a bunch of diapers and a baby bottle with one of the ones that's like the nipple is like three or, three or four inches long. Like the shit you use to feed baby goats and stuff like that. Yeah, but but it was made up with like kid stuff all over it. So <sighs> uh, I was just like... I, Bessie, I almost said a real name there. <laughs> Bessie, uh, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I mean, again, when it comes to to, to your, your sexual fetishes and things, I always say to each your own as long as you're not harming anyone else. Yep. But I did not know how to react to that particular one. I was just like, well. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things that's <laughs> apparently fairly common, but it always catches you by surprise. Like, yeah. if somebody comes to me and says I'm trans, I'm non-binary, whatever, I'm like, okay, cool. One of my exes had a friend who was like 24, 25 years old. She believed she was both a man from like 450 years ago and a cat. When a seven-year-old girl is walking around a department store meowing and purring, it's cute. You're like, oh, look, it's a little girl. She's playing pretend. When it's a twenty mid twenties girl walking around a store wearing fake cat ears and purring, meowing and hissing at people she doesn't know, it's fucking weird. Like I didn't want to walk around <laughs> the store with her. I just kind of wandered off from the group and just did my own thing. I'm like, I don't want to walk around a store with a grown ass person who's pretending to be a cat. Like I said, you want to <laughs> live your life this way. I try not to judge people. Like you do you. Yeah. Makes you happy. You do it. But at the same time, like it's fucking uncomfortable for me and I don't want to walk around in public with you. I, I do. I get it. Um, stop me if I've told this before. Like I dated a girl who had this thing where like she would just every now and then just start talking like a baby and like uh, just almost like, like age regression in a way. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of odd, but I kind of got used to it. And then she's like, she always called me daddy when we were doing it, which I got used to. It wasn't my thing, but I got used to it. Um, well, okay, let me rephrase that. I really don't mind it 
in other situations, but you will see why it bothered me in this particular situation here in just a second. Um, so she, we're, we're together for a while and she tells me that there's like stuff that I don't know about her that I need to know, yada, yada, yada. So she tells me, uh, to come over and see her. So I go over and see her. She gives me a hug and gives me a kiss and all that. And she hands me this note and, uh, she's like, read this whenever you get home. So we hung out for a while and everything. So anyway, whenever I got home, this was a four page written front and back. Like I'll call it a story. Um, because it really wasn't worded like a diary entry. It was worded like she was telling a story to get across what had happened. And, um, not to go into too much detail, but some things that happened to her and her sisters growing up, that were not of the uh, good variety. And I was no longer comfortable with her calling me daddy when we were having sex, right? Uh, I I didn't know how to go about uh, that. And I remember laying in bed one night and crying. I was home alone and I cried because I wanted to get out of this relationship, but I did not want her to hurt herself. And that was very much the vibe that I got. You know what I'm saying? And it ended up being that it made me distance myself from her a little bit, which, and then she ended up breaking it off because of that, which was fine by me. And I'm still friends with her and stuff. Um, but those whole situations as, as awful as they are, they also fascinate me in a way. And let me clarify, (laughs) let, let let me clarify because I see her post pictures and stuff of her dad because he's since passed away. And she'll post pictures and be like, I miss you, old man, and things like that. And I just wonder if there's there's got to be some sort of disconnect from the two in yeah. their brains. You know what I mean? And that that's a whole other topic for another show. But it, the the whole the whole thing I'm getting at, really, honestly, is Florida is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like like I said that 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 story is particular that's a whole other topic cuz we don't have enough time left on this episode to get into all of that but Florida there's some wild shit that goes on down here and I just don't have any explanation for it. Dude, something similar happened with uh with Joe Exotic. I was reading in his book like his dad when he turned like 5 years old, his dad and one of his older brothers started molesting him. And dude, he still loved his he still loved his dad up to you know when he died and I'm like, dude, like that that's a strength I'll never have because like I couldn't imagine somebody doing something like that to me and me still caring about them and wanting to take care of them in their old age. I just can't imagine that shit happening. Dude. Yeah. I I'm, I'm there with you. I, uh, I've been through shit. Um, you know what I mean? Things that I wouldn't necessarily get into on here, but like I have deleted all references from those people in my brain. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. I don't think about them. Um, I saw one of them pop up in my people you may know on Facebook and I just immediately blocked them because I'm just like, nah, sort that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, there's just no need to dwell on it. And maybe I'm lucky that I look at it like that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Um, But let's uh let's get off the seriousness again. Yeah. Oh, God. I just swallowed spit the wrong way. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. Dalton. He's dead now. Oh, God. That was awful. I took a breath in and it was like... <gasps> Oh uh, God! Uh, we have some community questions, sir. Before we get to that, let's not oh. forget our song of the week this week because we forgot oh. it last week. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Or would you like me? To um. Go? Yeah, I can go. Um. So mine this week will be uh, "State of the Union Part Two by Marlon Craft. Um. It's sort of a um. He's a rapper similar, to like a sort of a style of Joiner Lucas. Um, but it's a really good song. It's a 
very topical song. It's about a lot of the fucked up shit that's going on in the country right now, in the world, really. Um, yeah, give it a listen. It's it's a pretty good song. Hell yeah, hell yeah, I will, and I will post the link to that, of course, on the website whenever this episode goes up, so y'all can check it out as well. Um, I cheated this week. Uh, I have two songs. <laughs> I couldn't choose between the two. Uh, they're both good for different reasons. Um, the first song is by Spoil Engine, and it's called Disconnect. And uh, it was released uh, sometime in 2016, so it was around when all that turmoil and stuff was going on that we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. And I believe that they're like from Belgium, or they're they're from Europe or whatever, but like it's a really good song. And it's heavy. It's in your face. It's a good moshing song. But the, the message of it is definitely uh, anti media and things like that um the second song that i have is actually uh the one that i would more so recommend if you're going to listen to either of these listen to this one it's by a band called ignia and they are from ukraine and uh the song is called alga now we all know what's going on in the ukraine right now um this song came out in 2015 and i'm going to read the chorus to you really quick and it's the chick singer um She's got a hell of a scream, but she doesn't do it in this song um, much. But the chorus, these are the lyrics. No one can take our land from us. It is our home. And no one can decide for us. Leave us all alone. We hold arms to death until the last of us stands still. We will destroy and crush all foes. We shout Alga and kill. Nice. Now, Alga... I had this pulled up and I accidentally deleted or accidentally closed the thing. So, uh, definition and that brought up algae. So that's not helpful at all. So <laughs> I will find the actual meaning of alga. She in, shouts algae and kills a bunch of <laughs> red tide. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, it's, it's some Ukrainian word. Uh, and I wish I could remember what it was. Like I said, I had it, I had it pulled up, but yeah. Slava Ukraini. Slava Ukraini. Um, I recommend both those songs though. They're really, really good. Uh, symphonic metal. It's good shit. I, I discovered both those bands when I was actually doing the, uh, on the, the Patreon for the steam machine podcast, which I'm going to, uh, I'll give myself a shameless plug. Patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast. $1 a month. You get access to all of that shit. Um, plus this, I did a, an expose, not an expose, a showcase of, uh, female vocalists in metal. And it ended up being uh, four hours and 45 minutes long or so. Really long. I put a lot of effort into it. Um, So definitely, if you're a patron of the show already, please go check that out because I put a lot of effort into it. (laughs) Uh, And I hope you dig it. Um, But yeah, dude, there's a lot of good female-fronted metal out there. You just got to look for it. Oh, yes. I think uh, my favorite is, uh, I sent it to you a while back. What was it? Oh, I can't remember. I'll have to find it. It was some kind of silly gimmick metal band, but they were actually really good. It wasn't the Oakley Doakley. It was something else, but I can't remember oh, it now. It's it's a fuck. I love I love Oakley Doakley. <laughs> that shit's so good. Oh yeah. Oh hell, give me a white wine spritzer. Um. So, sir, Kana has a question for us. All right. If there was a Yabs Pod cereal, what would be in it? Now I have my answer for this, but I'm curious as to you because you have it's, the eating thing. So it's got to have marshmallows in it, like okay. little marshmallow Jeremy and Dalton heads in various colors. Okay, that'll be my contribution to our cereal. 
That would be your contribution. Okay, so yes. my contribution is that it is just a bag of marshmallows. Like, Absolutely. Like, literally just a bag of Lucky Charm style marshmallows, but it's just our heads. I'll say and, our heads, penises, <laughs> vaginas, F1 buttholes. cars, guitars, buttholes. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just a bag of marshmallow buttholes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a bag of dicks. They're like, like big, too, where you can get some definition in there. <laughs> like those chocolates that you can order. Yeah. Like every so the often, there's, there's one that's a little gaped open in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there yeah. you go. The Yav Pod cereal is just a bag of marshmallow buttholes. Yeah, for sure. And they would be delicious. Mm. Yes. Chocolate um, flavored. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So Jeff wants to know uh, which male and female celebrity, living or dead, would you love to meet in person? For me, male, um, I've got a couple. I would say either Jeremy Clarkson, who uh, we've talked about on the show. Some people like him. He's a he's a car journalist and uh, entertainer. Fucking love the guy. I think he's hilarious. I think we would get along decently. Then the other would be Sebastian Vettel because he's probably my favorite all-time F1 driver. He's very he's very much an activist too. Like he wore a T-shirt in Miami that said uh, "2060 Miami GP, the first race underwater," and had like a helmet with a snorkel on it. it was basically saying that if we don't do anything about climate change by 2060, Miami's going to be underwater. Um, he. Wore a rainbow helmet and rainbow t-shirt in Saudi Arabia during the race there. Like, he doesn't care that he's going to get in trouble for this stuff. He doesn't care what the countries think of it. He's standing up for activism. Dude, the funniest thing, the FIA, who are the governing body for motor racing, they've started enforcing all kinds of weird rules about... uh what drivers can wear under their fire suits and stuff. And one of the regulations was uh, about underwear. Like you have to have, you can't wear non-regulation underwear. So Sebastian Vettel put on his fire suit and put on a pair of boxer briefs over top of it Friday and walked around the track wearing underwear (laughs) over his fire suit as a sort of not silent protest, but sort of a protest of ridiculous rules being put in place. Like I just, I love the dude. I think he's great. Uh, female, um, probably like, uh, Charlize Theron, um, because she, she's fucking seems like an amazing person. I think she'd be fun to hang out with. Um, and I'll also go from F1 there. There's a new F1 commentator named Laura Winter. Dude, I have the biggest crush on this lady. Like she's, <laughs> she's beautiful. She's well-dressed. She knows her shit when it comes to like F1 uh football or soccer in america just all kinds of stuff i love her broadcast style so i was like yeah meet her take her to dinner or something i think that'd be fun um so how about you unfortunately both both the males that i would like to meet and talk to are both dead um the first one being anthony bourdain because he's my favorite tv personality ever you know what i mean um oh yeah and then the other guy that I would have liked to have met um, and talked to was Peter Steele, who was the lead singer of Typo Negative. Oh, yeah. Um, because he was a really cool dude, and I probably could have had some really cool music talks with him. He was a huge Beatles fan, and I'm a big Beatles fan as well. So, like, yeah, I would have loved to have talked Beatles with him. Um, as far as people who are alive, uh, Guy Fieri would be cool. You know, I, there's a bunch of musicians, but I've met a lot of them, like, yeah. at festivals and stuff, just going up and talking to, like, uh, 
I know everybody was on the dick about that band uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus for a yeah. long time. Yep. And they're from Jacksonville. So like I'd go to festivals in Jacksonville and stuff and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus would play at the festival and then during the next band like they'd just be out in the crowd like you just see them like I smoked a joint with one of the guys like they're they're, they're dude, chill dudes, you know what I mean? Dude, I love when musicians and comedians and stuff do that. Like we have a local uh comedy club that a lot of times the comedians will hang out out front after and take pictures and stuff like that. That's how I met Brian Posehn. I met uh, John Witherspoon, Tom Green, a bunch of people. But then there were shows like uh, Arsenio Hall. He just went into the green room when the show was over. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Dave Coulier from Full House. He did the same thing. He just like went back and hit out in the back. But like, dude, Ralphie May went out front, hung out with people. Um, dude, it's just super super cool when people do that because at the end yeah. of the day those are the people who are making you your money hang out with them spend some yeah, time I, with them absolutely dude uh females uh i'd love to meet elise reed who's the lead singer of amaranth oh, yeah. um because she's the goddamn prettiest woman i've ever seen in my entire life um <laughs> facial structure wise she's just fucking gorgeous um oh, yeah. i'd like to meet the lead singer of Simblant for many of the same reasons she's also smoking hot um but i would really like as far as ha- like sitting down and having a conversation with somebody julia child oh, i would have yeah. loved to have sit down with julia child and picked her brain about cooking like god i would have gotten so much satisfaction out of that you, you know what surprises me about your answers i was almost positive you were going to say you wanted to smoke a blunt with kevin smith and talk about movies and shit <laughs> yeah that would be cool too i could that see would you be just cool. like sitting in a room getting high and just discussing shit i would also like i would also like to talk to jack black you know what i mean like there oh, there yeah. are there are people like that but like i don't if know you had some to reason, choose yeah if i if i had to choose don't get me wrong i would be the happiest person on earth if i was sitting around getting fucking stoned with kevin smith oh, yeah. you know what i'm saying like because he's the type of person that if i said some funny shit it might end up in his movie because he just thought it was funny oh yeah. like i've literally seen people comment funny shit on some of his posts and him being like dude i'm absolutely writing that into the <laughs> script and i will give you a little credit <laughs> at the end for that. as a writer i will say you have to be careful what you say around writers and comedians because if you say some clever shit we're gonna steal it and put it in something yeah. <laughs> for sure um all right so uh another question from jeff uh do you enjoy putting chips on your sandwich? <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dal- Dalton's dying again. Oh, God. I am dying. I'm an endangered species. Um, At least you know Dalton swallows. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I, am, I, am, uh, I, I stick with things to the end. Um, do you enjoy putting chips on your sandwich? If so, which do you enjoy putting on it most? So I did that all the time as a kid. I don't think I've done it any in recent history, but it is it is good. And to me, as far as what kind, kind of depends on the sandwich. Yeah. But like either you always have like you know the the Lay's original, just plain salted potato chips are great on sandwiches. Uh, barbecue on some sandwiches works pretty good, and uh, sour cream and onion pretty decent on a sandwich. So what about okay. you? I agree with all of those, so I'm gonna go ahead and just say that like I'm not gonna include those because yeah. regular regular lays on a turkey sandwich is just mwah, chef's kiss. Oh yeah. But the weird one that I've got, and I I learned this when I was working at the gas station, right? 
So you take an egg salad sandwich and you open it up and you put on salt and vinegar chips. Oh yeah. And just the the savoriness from the egg salad combined with that tartness from the salt and vinegar chips with the saltiness, dude, it just makes this beautiful flavor combination in your mouth that's just wonderful. Oh, and nice. I was always like because I worked at the gas station, I was like, I'm gonna eat one of these fucking sandwiches and if I get sick I'll just know never to eat it again. And I was fine. And I had a guy come in one time and he said he had done some work for the dude who owned dailies. Right. right. And he said that he was like eating the, uh, the sandwich and stuff one time. And the guy who owned that restaurant was like, Oh, you like our sandwiches? And he's like, yeah, man. And he's like, I do too. And he went into the store and bought everyone on the crew, a sandwich, including himself and sat down and he ate it. And he goes, the fact that this high level dude in this company just went into this random gas station and bought sandwiches and came out and he trusted that they would be good. He goes, made me realize that these are probably okay to eat as long oh, as yeah. they're in date. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I think that's the big thing is that's more, you got to worry about whether your gas station is actually rotating their stock or not. Yeah. That's you know the, I mean? that's the big thing is, is it actually in date? Yeah. Cause I used to be, I used to be good about that. Like I was always on top of that shit, but there would be times that I would come in from being in the uh you know coming in uh overnights and the people who would work there the day like that during that day didn't rotate stock at all oh yeah so we apparently have a guest um so i'm gonna let him answer the question say hello stink you're not gonna talk you're just gonna sit in here you want to answer the question do you like potato chips on your sandwich no. he's shaking his head no just no. say no no <laughs> no oh man well, there you go all there right you go, go there's the, the defense there's the definitive answer. Oh yeah, seven year old, no potato chips on the sandwich. <laughs> um, and we had a couple questions on Facebook, and then we have a couple questions from uh, Miss Hazel. So we'll do the ones okay. on Facebook first. Let's go, uh, Adam. What is your biggest brush with a celebrity slash someone famous? Uh, and Adam says, before he was married, he went out with a group of friends to a fancy nightclub in Sydney, and this woman came up and started talking to him. And they flirted and danced, and she ended up coming back to his apartment that night. And you know, They talked for a few weeks afterwards and went out one further time for lunch. And when he asked her what she did for work, she said that she was a child care worker. And later, he found out that she was part of an immensely popular children's entertainment group similar to the Wiggles over in Australia. Oh, nice. And he, and he had had no idea at the time because he didn't have any children, but later ended up she apparently is now dating a professional footballer and they lost touch after that. Uh, but what is your biggest brush with a celebrity? So I've met a lot of celebrities. Um, I've met like Lou Ferrigno, uh, Sam Jones, who was Flash Gordon, um, Pauly Shore. Like I was naming a bunch of the comedians I met before. Um, I don't think I've ever like been flirted with or flirted with celebrities in person. Um, other, you know, you, everybody shoots a shot on social media because why not? But um, I do have a really awkward story about meeting Tom Green because, you know, our age, all our parents hated Tom Green because he was ridiculous. So I meet Tom Green. And I'm kind of starstruck because I'm like 21, something like that. And my first thing is, man, my mom hates you. And <laughs> he I now understand he pretended that he didn't hear it. Because it was fucking rude to say. So me being starstruck and a little dumb, dumbfounded, I go, yeah, man, my mom hates you. And he goes, well, that's not very nice. She doesn't even know me. 
And I was like, when I left, like I realized what I had said. I'm like, oh, God damn it. That was the dumbest shit for me to say. <laughs> like, oh, man. And uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just like, oh, dude, I still like it's one of those cringe memories that get you when you're like laying in bed at night. And it's like, man, Tom Green probably thinks I'm a fucking douchebag, which Tom Green probably doesn't even remember meeting me. But <laughs> who knows? And he's just like, man, that tall guy with glasses that one time, man, that guy was a yeah. fucking asshole. Yeah, that, fuck that, his that mom guy, too. yeah, fuck him and his <laughs> mom. <laughs> um, I've had like two brushes, one's like way, way, way cooler than the other, in my opinion. Um, so when I was super young, and I don't remember how old I was, when I was young, dude, uh, I was at Disney World, and I was on this playground near this area where there was like a bunch of, uh, like the more, the more professional buildings. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's this girl playing on the playground with me. And we played for a while and talked and having a great time. I had a huge crush on her because she was super pretty. And uh, she ends up getting called away and had to go. And uh, she gives me, comes over, gives me a hug, kiss on the cheek, and she leaves. I don't know, two years later, three years later, I see her show up on TV. Nice. On Lizzie McGuire. Apparently, I was hanging out and chilling with Hillary Duff. <laughs> Nice, and I, I, I hold that I'm like, she kissed me on the cheek. Hell yeah! <laughs> if you ever get a chance to meet her in real life, you're gonna walk up to her table at a con and be like, "Do you remember when you were little and we were hanging out on the playground?" And she's gonna be like, "Security, security, yeah, please exactly. get this man away from me." <laughs> no, I, I've actually gotten pretty. I don't know what it is. Like, I convinced myself at one point that like celebrities are just normal people so just approach them like oh, yeah. normal people so like i don't i don't i always try not to be the guy who's like can i get a selfie with you you know what i mean oh, yeah. like when i was working on the wrestling crew and stuff i would be like uh, especially on like the halloween episodes I'd, or the halloween shows i'd be like dude can i get a picture with you you look awesome and i'd get a picture with him but it was never like i'm a huge fan can i get a picture like, i don't want to be that guy <clears throat> you know what i mean even though i understand that there are going to be situations in my life where i'm going to do that if i ever meet you know kevin smith i'm like, bro can i please get a picture with you but um the second one was me and my buddies were in orlando and we went to a concert and uh, the opening band was septic flesh and then obscura played and then uh devin townsend and then children of bodom great fucking show and after the show was over we're all standing outside the the venue like deciding what we want to go eat or if we want to just head back to the hotel or maybe even head back home i think we weren't staying in a hotel and these dudes come walking up to us and ask, like, hey, do you know anywhere that's good to eat around here? And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, this is septic flesh. It's just the dudes from one of the bands that we just saw. They're just like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, is there a good place to eat around here? Nice. There was, uh, the food, is there good food around here? And we're like, uh, well, we're, we're not really from here, dude. But, like, there's a lot of restaurants, like, four blocks that way. If you just keep walking that way. And they're like oh thank you thank you thank you and they were all greek and they're all way shorter than i thought they would be but they all looked like they could kick the shit out of all of us yes. nice. <laughs> but they were cool as fuck dude they stood there and talked to us for a few minutes and again it was like once they walked away we were like oh fuck we probably should have asked them for an autograph or something but it was like and then again it was like ah, but we didn't bother them that was just a cool little yep. they came up to, there was no weird fan interaction it was just like hey is there a good place to eat yeah man right down there you know, have a good night guys thank oh, you yeah. for the show <laughs> Like like we've talked about before, I don't like the idea of bum rushing celebrities in public or hounding them for pictures and autographs and stuff. Yeah. 
like I said, when we go to the comedy show, like we, uh, me and my buddy hung out front after the Brian Posehn show and he came out. We were talking to him because, you know, like we're all comic nerds. We're all video game nerds. Like we're, t- I'm telling about my store. My buddy's telling about his comic store. Um, just talking about random stuff. And I had my ticket stub with me. I was like, Hey man, would you mind signing it? And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. He signs it for me. And then, uh, he's like, you guys want to take a picture? And I was like, sure. So we like, you know, huddle up, take a picture. And I actually had it printed out, uh, made a little like frame thing with the signed ticket. Hell yeah. But like, if he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have like waited out back for four hours until he went to leave to hound him for an autograph or something. Like, it's just, that's just not who I am. Like, you were yeah. talking about the Undertaker being in Walmart. I'm not going to chase him down in Walmart and be like, Oh my God, I love you so much. Can I have your autograph? Can I take a picture? Blah, blah, blah. Like, cause you draw a p- attention to a person who's just trying to live their life. And then all of a sudden they're swamped by people. And I imagine that's extremely stressful. Like, I wouldn't yeah. want to be at Walmart trying to, you know, buy my wife tampons and some Hot Pockets or some shit and have to deal with 80 people running up, hounding me for autographs, pictures, and grabbing on me and all of that stuff. So, I will say, I guess I could technically count my Mankind story as a brush with a celebrity. Like, my Mick yeah. Foley story. That was... I've told that before. I won't bother telling that again. Go back and listen to like the first or second podcast for that one. But yeah, I still want that other handshake. I did. I guess, I guess you could count it. I was at a fest when I was working on the ring crew for fest. Uh, we were doing a show in St. Augustine and one of the uh, main eventers, cause she was the fest champion at the time was Sue young, who is now oh, yeah. I think wrestling for impact or something like that. But anyway, her husband at the time was the cruiserweight champion for WWE, rich Swan. And, I'm just I'm standing there I'm behind this curtain and I'm watching this match going on and everything and somebody walks up next to me and they're watching the show standing next to me and I'm just watching and I was like damn it's a pretty good match huh and I turned to look at this fucking rich swan I was like oh fuck I watched you on TV Monday <laughs> nice what's up dude and he was just like yeah man this is a pretty good match and I was just like what are you doing here and he's like oh Sue's my wife and I went oh okay okay and I, I like in my head I was like okay keep cool <laughs> Oh, just yeah. keep cool man he's just another dude and and it was cool we just sat there we watched the match together and stuff and then ryan comes up to me later and ryan's like bro do you know who that was and i was like yeah <laughs> and he's like oh, what the fuck what's he doing here <laughs> I was like, sues his wife what like, it, was funny. <laughs> it was a funny fucking night i will say uh i have loose friends i guess you could say with uh anthony kerrigan Got to hang out with him for a day. He came out to uh, sign comics and uh, well, pictures and stuff at my buddy's comic book store. He was in like the flat. He was the Mist in the Flash CW show. He was Victor Zaz in Gotham. Um, now he's a lot more widely known. He's uh he's Noho Hank in the HBO show Barry. He uh he was in a Kevin Hart movie, the one where uh his wife had a baby and passed away and he was having to raise the baby by himself he's the bald friend of kevin hart in the movie that says awkward shit a bunch of times like he's uh he has alopecia so he's huge like uh supporter in the alopecia community dude's genuinely a stand-up guy i'm proud to say that i know him i've hung out with him super proud of all his accomplishments to watch him go from like you know doing smaller tv bits to actually being like he was nominated for a what's it an Emmy I think they get for TV shows yeah for best supporting actor on Barry like dudes going places he was on Jimmy Fallon uh pretty oh, recently yeah. like so that's kind of cool but like I said I don't 
I have friends like that who are doing big things in Hollywood. I don't try to bother them a lot because I know they're super busy. I know they're constantly being hounded by people. Let's kind of sit back and watch their careers evolve. But yeah. Man, I'm uh, I'm surprised both of us got through that without tripping over all those names we just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I hope I pronounced this person's name right. Uh, Veit Christensen or Christian. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chris. He wants to. He yeah, wants to know. Chris. <laughs> why the Last Jedi sucks and why continue to be wrong about liking it? Oh yeah, he's probably talking to me. He uh, yeah. <laughs> he's one of those people who thinks. The Last Jedi sucks. Um, Apparently cause, so. Because he doesn't know anything. He's Canadian, so you have to forgive him. <laughs> Even though he's from Hungary, he lives in Canada, so he's Canadian. He doesn't know anything. So, yeah. Forget about him. <laughs> all right. And then we no, have dude, another... I, I like The Last Jedi. Everybody knows that. Yeah, I think it's an all right movie. Like, when I watched it, it was fine. I've only seen it once, but I mean, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't have the nostalgia for the earlier movies. My favorite movie is The Phantom Menace, so fight me. Um, Chris Atkinson yeah. wants, wants to know, why do people think The Office is funny? Because it is funny. It's very dry humor. It's very stemmed from, you know, The Office was originally a British show, and they made an American version of it that was a lot more successful, but I still think it pulls from that dry British humor. But... Yeah. There's hilarious. Like I sent you a clip the other day about uh where Jim. It was an episode where Jim had like a dentist appointment, so they had one of their actor friends come to the office and pretend to be Jim to screw with Dwight. And they actually took a new family photo and put it on his desk of this new guy. So Dwight's like, "You're not Jim. Stop pretending to be Jim." And like Pam walks up and is like, "Oh, hey Jim, how's such and such go?" And he's like, "Oh, it went great." And he's like, "You're not Jim." He picks up the family photo. He's like, "This is Jim," and points at it. And everybody they they start looking at him funny. He turns the picture around and it's the guy who's sitting at the desk. And he's like, starts getting all flustered. Dude, the show the show has its funny bits, but yeah, it's oh, it it's a yeah, particular it, brand of comedy that it's very divisive. Either you like it or you don't. Yeah, I didn't like it when I first started watching it back in the day, but now I really appreciate it for what it is. I know um, the the scene that hooked me was Dwight coming into the office and he walks over to his desk and Jim's got a shit-eating grin on his face and Dwight's entire desk and stuff is wrapped in wrapping paper and his seat oh, and his yeah. chair is wrapped in wrapping paper. Yeah. And he goes, joke's on you. I like, I like opening presents. And he goes to sit down in his chair and he throws his briefcase down and they all just collapse because it's just paper yep. in the shape of his chair and desk. Yep. <laughs> and he just yep. eats it in the floor and Jim just keeps smiling. And it's the funniest fucking scene. Oh, yeah. And that's my thing is The Office. Like, if you sit down and try to watch a random episode, it's going to be really hard to get into. But if you sit down and, like, watch through it and you kind of learn the characters, you learn how their relationships are and stuff, it uh, it's a lot funnier. Yeah, I, I say the same thing about Trailer Park Boys. Like oh, yeah. you, you will get a lot more out of Trailer Park Boys if you watch through that first season where they're really doing a lot of character introduction. It's a kind of a boring season. There's some funny stuff that happens, and it gets better as it goes. Oh, but that's yeah. because you learn you, and to love those characters. You build a relationship with these characters, and you kind of learn like how they, like I said, how they interact with each other, how they their personalities work, and all that. And you. It's like you almost get invested in it to where it makes it a little bit better for you. But like I said, a lot of people are like that with Game of Thrones. When I first watched Game of Thrones, it was like four four or five seasons in. 
And a buddy of mine I work with kept talking about it. And I was like, oh, I'm not really super into like medieval era stuff. He's like, watch three episodes. He's like, if you don't like it after three episodes, you're not going to like it at all. But watch three episodes. And like, of course, it's almost like you're indoctrinating yourself to it. But yeah, like I watched a few yeah. episodes and I was like, yeah, this is really good. So just stuck with it. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, we got three questions left, sir. Um from Miss Hazel. Uh she wants to know who gets unnecessary hate. The last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I will That's say fair. I will go further to say um the girl, what's her name? She played Rose in The Last Jedi and people literally like were sending her such hateful shit that she deleted all her social media and stuff. I have and no idea. I think that's bullshit. I don't think you should be attacking actors on the internet because you didn't like the role they played in a movie. Uh, what was her name? Kelly Marie Tran. Like, um, yeah, I think that's bullshit. Don't attack people because you didn't like the character they portrayed in a TV show or movie. Yeah, I can get that. I'm trying I can to get think. That. There was another one I had, but I it slipped my mind now. I can't think of it. I think the WWE gets unnecessary hate. And hear me out because I know lies, that they do some shit that pisses people lies. off. But when it comes to when they release wrestlers, like they get shit on a lot, right? For releasing wrestlers and stuff. But at the end of the day, A, it's a business thing. But B, right. really, if they don't have anything for those wrestlers creatively, like they just don't, they don't have anything. It's like they can either keep them on contract and pay them, and those people are going to be miserable because they can't go out and do their craft, or they can release them and they can go to another company or go on the indies. So they can go to another company and maybe get on TV and have a new character and stuff like that. Or they can go to the indies, and because they've been on TV and maybe been a champion, but because they've been on TV, they are now have a significantly higher asking price oh, yeah. so they can go out and make a lot more money yep so it's just it just comes down to business it's not because like oh they fucking must hate this person because they let him go it's like no dude it's business i guarantee if that person goes out and as they say quote unquote goes somewhere new and learns a new hold and then comes look at cody rhodes yep he's huge now and all he had to do is he went away for a couple years learned a couple new holds yep. as they say and he came back now he's a megastar well, I will say for Cody, at least, he went to AEW, and didn't he make a big thing about, like, I'm not going back to the WWE, I'm AEW for life, and then yeah, until, went back until to WWE. people started getting paid more money than him, and he was one of the people well, who helped found the company. And that was my thing about it, too, is I told somebody, I was like, I don't fault the guy, because I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon said, hey, Cody, I'll pay you, I'll pay you double what you're making now, come back to WWE. Why wouldn't you take the money in a career that, I mean, you have some lifetimers like Taker and Stone Cold and stuff. Most of those guys are not going to have 40-year careers. They're going to beat and batter their bodies, and then they're going to be largely forgotten. So oh, why, not, why not take the money and run? Fuck, bro. Stone Cold was active yep. for eight years. Yep. Just about eight years or so uh, in the WWE. That's it. Yep. And he's left a lasting impact, you know what I mean? And, but all those guys made their money on merch back in those days. But oh, that's yeah. that's a whole other story. But the thing with but, the, th the thing with Cody like though every, was for every Stone Cold, how many WWE stars have 
retired or gotten let go or whatever, and nobody no- remembers them anymore. Oh, there's plenty. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a wrestling historian or you just like to know that exactly. stuff. But I mean, there's there's plenty of them. Um, Cody, the thing with him was he was in AEW. He was one of the people who helped start AEW. And he was one of the reasons that people even give a shit about AEW in the beginning. And then AEW started bringing in like Brian Danielson and bringing in CM Punk and all these other people and paying them more. And Cody basically told Tony Khan, I want to make CM Punk money. Oh, yeah. And he got told no. His contract was not, you know, he they said no. And so he said, okay. And he went to somewhere where he can go make punk money. Yeah, he said, hey, you know, Vince and, McMahon will pay me CM Punk money. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn right. You I mean, and it, Paul White did the same thing with WCW. He was making like a hundred grand and they signed Goldberg to like a million dollar contract. And he was like, dude, he's like, I'm a, I'm a headliner. I've been here since the start. Why are you paying this dude so much more than me? And Ted was like, take it or leave it. And so he, he said, Hey Vince, what do you pay me? And Vince said, I'll, I'll pay you more. And okay, I'll go to WWF then. Yep. Fuck. And I don't, again, I don't blame him. You know what I mean? Nope. It sucks to help build a company like that and then get told, sit down and shut up and take what we give you. When you help it's, create that that brand and make it what it is. It's like, I mean, I love doing this show. I love doing the Steam Machine podcast. I love doing the JRPG report. Somebody came to me and was like, hey, man, we'll give you $200,000 a year to do this podcast, but you can only do this podcast. It's, I love you all, but sorry, I'm going to do that show. Like, <laughs> yep, I don't blame you one bit. I'll I'll come guest on on the other ones again, or you know, I, I guess the other two would probably die. I would I would have faith in you to find somebody to replace me on this. But like Steam Machine, I started that shit, so I don't think that that would die with me. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm, yeah, I would I'm take lazy it as shit, so I'd probably kill this one <laughs> off too. <laughs> Man, let's throw me five grand. We'll call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um hazel's second question is how do you keep positive i will say before we get into that one i did remember my other person who gets unnecessary hate oh, and it's a hot take for football fans but i think tom brady gets a lot of unnecessary hate <laughs> i i used to hate tom brady until the the super bowl against the falcons and i sat down and thought about it. i was like dude this guy is so hated for being the best there is at what he does like yeah there was some scandals and shit in new england yeah he was kind of fucked up where he like knocked up his his girlfriend and then left her to marry giselle but i'm sure he's paying her a very fucking hefty amount of child support um like the dude i mean the dude gets hated because he's he's really good at what he does so yeah i think that's probably a hot take but i think Tom Brady gets unnecessary hate. Okay. You, you want to go hot takes? Uh, it's not the case anymore, but it still has to do with wrestling. Uh, Roman Reigns got unnecessary hate for a long time. Oh, yeah. And it was because... And Mike... I know I know. Mike is just like, I don't have to like Roman. You can't make me like Roman. <laughs> but I remember when everybody started hating Roman Reigns. And I, I watched it happen through my buddy Ryan. Everyone liked the Shield. They liked Roman Reigns, and then uh, Brian Danielson was in, or Daniel Bryan, excuse me, but back then was in a Royal Rumble, and everyone wanted him to win, and he got eliminated like super quick, and everyone was super pissed off. So they booed everyone that came out after that. Like Rey Mysterio was getting booed and shit. Uh, Roman Reigns won that Royal Rumble, 
And dude, it it could have been fucking Jesus that won that Royal Rumble. It wasn't Daniel Bryan. Yeah. They hated whoever won. And and from then on it became this, well they're trying to shove Roman down our throat. And it was like, no, they're they're pushing Roman as a top guy like they do everyone else who's ever been a fucking top guy. The yeah. problem is it's not the guy that you guys want. So you're rebelling against it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and then in the long run, there was this build where Daniel Bryan became the champion. You know what I mean? But it's a double-edged sword because sometimes they don't see it in somebody until the crowd reacts that way. Right? Yep. But also, you can't blame the wrestler for the push that he's getting because, like... I mean, it, it goes back to what I was saying about you can't blame the actor for the writers. Like, you can't yeah. blame the wrestler for the writers. <laughs> like, they wrote that Royal Rumble for Roman Reigns to win. Just because somebody you liked more won, didn't win it doesn't mean that the guy who won it is a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Um, and I remember being like, when, when Roman Reigns came out and broke character and told everybody that he had leukemia and he had to leave TV for a while to go get it treated and stuff. Um, I put out a post that was like, how can people still boo this dude? And I, I remember Mike commenting and being like, I mean, I feel bad for the guy and I hope he gets better and everything, but I don't have to like him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's, that's completely fair. I'm not saying you have to like him, but I just, the, the people who booed him just because it became, it's like John Cena. Oh yeah. People shit all over John Cena. And it's like, it's because it, it get that's the Tom Brady thing because like name somebody who's drawn money like John Cena yeah. since since he's come out like you know the, there was The Rock there was Stone Cold before that there was Hogan Andre and all that but then like my my generation dude it was Cena and there's no arguing that and see I was a little ahead of that so I never really liked Cena I didn't like his character in WWE that being said now that he's an actor. Dude's got some fucking chops. Like, dude, Peacemaker was amazing. I didn't think I'd like it because I hated his character in the Suicide Squad movie. But the show was fucking amazing. Dude's got some death, some range. Um, he was in a Hulu movie called Vacation Friends. It's absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's basically, a funny motherfucker. Basically, it's him and this, uh, I forget who the actress is, but like, uh, I can't even remember the other guy, but this couple goes on vacation. They're kind of like uptight, you know, hoity-toity business types they go on vacation to wherever and they're they had rented like this big presidential suite or whatever because it was their like not their honeymoon but like a pre-wedding vacation or something and they get there and john cena and his wife have their room and they're like no no it's cool because like the hotel's completely booked there's nowhere they're like you can you can share with us they're the like they're fucking florida man and florida woman they're like free spirited <laughs> don't give a shit about anything like just go fucking wild and crazy like rented a jet ski and crashed it like just fucking florida people but like they're good kind-hearted people and like the movie is fucking hilarious and that movie really told me like man like John Cena, the actor, I think I could get behind this dude. I like this dude as an actor. Hell yeah. So I rescinded some of my hate towards him because as a, and he'll tell you as a wrestler, he's like, you know, it was a gimmick they saddled me with. He's like, I didn't particularly like it when I first got it, but I went with it and it made me who I am. So I can't be mad at it. But yeah, like he didn't even really like the, you know, the jean short white rapper character they built for him but it worked for him it springboarded him 
the funniest shit about that is that whole character came up because they were backstage and Stephanie McMahon heard him freestyle rapping. Yeah. Just fucking just fucking around. And they were like, Oh, let's make this a whole character and he's like, oh, I gotta go rap in front of all these people now. God yeah. Um But yeah, dude. Um so how do you keep how do you keep positive? That's Hazel's second question. Anyone who knows me knows that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm a pretty negative person most of the time but yeah like uh if i was to give advice for that i would say as dalton dies over here um he's falling apart it looks like back pain um i know a lot of people say like don't focus on what you don't have focus on what you do have you know don't focus on the bad things that are happening focus on the good things that are happening like uh, there's a quote. Let me. I gotta do some math calculations to make sure I get the quote right. Let's see. So there. If you had one thousand four hundred forty dollars in the bank and you lost ten dollars of it, would you throw the remaining fourteen thirty away? It's like no. Well, there's a hundred one thousand four hundred forty minutes in a day. So if you have a bad ten minutes. Don't let it ruin the other. 1430 minutes of the day like i said this is all cheesy nonsense that personally i've never had work because sometimes you just you have a bad day um but yeah it's stuff you can try plus i will say music music for me at least can alter my mood both ways um watch some funny ass videos because sometimes like listening to a funny podcast or watching funny videos will cheer me up when i'm like in in my headspace um some people like to play video games like find something that cheers you up and just enjoy it and don't don't give a shit what anybody else has to say about it and i can't stress enough the importance of me time like set time for yourself where you get to just do what you want to do and without worrying about anything else word up yeah i agree man um i'm an advocate for masturbation uh that, that helps sometimes the uh the urge to kill is always suppressed with a good nut um i i basically stay positive by like i get my aggression out doing my music so like i'll do a vocal cover or two it's just some heavy fucking metal and just get my aggression out by screaming primal scream therapy you know what i mean oh, yeah. um I again I, I'll put on YouTube and watch something funny. I there's certain playlists I have on YouTube that I've watched those videos a hundred times, but I put them on because it's like comforting. You know what I mean? The, oh, yeah. the, I've I've heard the jokes before, but I know I'm gonna laugh at them again. That that kind of thing. And also like I just always try to remember that like somebody out there's got it worse. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh the other day I sent you a it's funny that this question got asked because the other day I sent you a, a screenshot of a conversation with a friend of mine, how like She's always super fucking negative anytime I talk to her. She sends me a message last night. My boyfriend's a fucking dick. I was like, well, why are you still with him then, right? I don't know. What did he do? And she sends me a screenshot of her basically saying like, oh, I'm in such a bad mood. Work sucked. And her boyfriend basically said, yeah, I don't want to hear it. Hmm. And she was like, how could you say that? And he was like, because you tell me every day after work. He's like that it sucked and you hated it and that you're sore. He's like, I, I just have learned to assume that that's how you feel after work. And she writes him back, you're an asshole. And I was like, now he might have not worded that the nicest, but I yeah, absolutely he agree he where he's coming from. Polish that a little bit better. But, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, I feel like in a relationship, 
it's kind of your place to sort of just be like, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. But like you said, I do understand that at the end of the day, when somebody has the same complaint every single day, it's like if you put your hand on the stove and the eye of the stove is hot, do you pull your hand away or do you leave it there and complain to somebody about how much your hand is burning? Yeah. So, But I mean, that's not one for one because you can't just quit a job because it's it sucks so yeah but i mean mean, it boils down to that thing like we were talking about find a hobby that you enjoy so like you know my job is not the worst job in the world by any means but it's frustrating it sucks sometimes especially with my with my mindset that i have little things can blow up to a big big deal for me but like i'll find something that i can sort of detach myself from reality and just sort of burrow myself into this thing and it helps like my prime example i was having a kind of a bad day the other day and i pull up at home and jen and jonathan are outside jonathan sees me pull up and gets like a big grin on his face and runs over to the door of the car opens my door and's like hey daddy i missed you and i'm like that kind of shit will make you feel better yeah, because like it's yeah. having a shitty day, but then coming home and somebody's excited to see you to the point they run over to your car, that will make you feel better. I'm not telling yeah. people out there if you're sad, go have a child because that's not good <laughs> advice at all. <laughs> but I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that find, ex- it, find joy in simple things. I mean, I I get that joy when I come home and my dog is happy to see me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? As, as as little as that may seem, like I'm always happy to see her little wagon tail and her little smiling face looking yep. at me. Um, Something else I will say, because I fought depression pretty badly a couple weeks ago, and I was going to the gym, and I found this, uh, so like watching the little TikTok-style videos on Facebook, and I found one that had like a motivational speech behind it. And I was like, hmm. So I went on Facebook, on Spotify and just looked up like motivational speeches set to hip hop music. And there was a playlist of it. And like while I'm on the treadmill, I just turned it on and listening to that for like 30 minutes. I was like, you know what? These motherfuckers are right. Like it's up to me to make my life worth living. Like I got to fucking get my shit in gear. And that for some reason really helped me kind of focus on look, I got to, I got to change some shit. I got to make things better because nobody's going to make things better for me. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Because I am in searing pain right now, let's get this last <laughs> question in and then what's our right. role. Um, so Hazel's last question is, uh, is Bitcoin just an MLM for men? Yes. To the point that I actually made a meme a few months back that said, uh, cryptocurrency is LuLaRoe for for bros like that's all it is it's mlms and crypto and a lot of other stuff nfts other graded video games at this point it all falls on the bigger idiot theory you have to find somebody dumber than you to sell this shit to to make money and eventually you're gonna find the dumbest one and that dumbest one's gonna get screwed because they're not gonna have anybody that's gonna pay them more for it like crypto is to the point now it's steady crashing because nfts have hurt it really bad just purely from a pr standpoint if nothing else um whenever that boom was going on i threw 40 dollars just at some crypto and i ended up making a bunch of money uh not a ton like i didn't get rich or anything but I wouldn't recommend it to anybody because it was so volatile. Like one yep. day I'm up $200, the next day I'm 
down 150. You know what I mean? It was, it was yep. wild. I mean, you look at like NFT bullshit where they have this board eight yacht club thing or whatever. The fucking, the fucking website that runs NFT stuff got hacked and lost millions of dollars worth of quote unquote assets. And people Pictures. are bitching. Yeah, people are bitching and complaining like, oh, we got to figure a way to get this money back. It's like, guess what? You were the one bragging about how it was decentralized and the government had nothing to do with it. And like, Decentralized means when somebody steals your shit, it's gone. It's theirs now. doesn't belong yeah. to you anymore. So suck it up, buttercup. Fucking deal with it. You paid a million dollars for a picture of a fucking crudely drawn ape. You're an idiot and you deserve to lose your money. Yeah, uh. It actually, uh, the guy I was talking about earlier, Matt Barton, we were having a discussion in his Discord about uh, NFTs and how they're trying to get into gaming and things like that. And he was kind of just trying to f- get a because f- he's kind of just learning about them. So he's kind of getting our information and our input about it. And he's like, is it just me or do a lot of these NFTs that people are selling look like crudely drawn versions of like 80s cereal box characters? <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's basically what it is. Oh, Be one thing man. if this was like some Rembrandt or Picasso level art. This is literally shit like a twelve year old could draw in Microsoft Paint while he's bored in computer class at school. Like it's just fucking garbage. Yeah, and it sells for so much money. It's stupid. Yep. Oh uh, fucking a. Um. Well, on that note, brother, uh, I'm gonna run. Let's run through the uh, uh, the wrap up, uh, the house cleaning, as I like to call it. Um, All right. If you'd like to send us an email, like if you want to ask a, a question, but you don't want your name read out, or if you just don't have social media and you'd like to write in a question for the show, uh, yet another BS pod at gmail.com. Shoot us over an email. Uh, I do check that weekly to see if there's anything in there. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of lonely. So send, send, yeah, send an email. We've gotten a bunch of solicit solicitations for people to help us increase our listenership, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if social media is more of your thing, you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash yet another BS podcast. And each week we put up a post uh, for community questions. That's where we usually draw most of our questions from. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to start posting them on Thursdays now. So every Thursday, look for a crudely photoshopped picture of Dalton and my heads on some random picture. <laughs> there you go. Um, and uh, if Twitter is more your thing, uh, you can find the show at Yabspod, uh, Y-A-B-S-P-O-D. Um, or you can find Jeremy at Just Call Me Jezza. Or you can find me at Super Nerd Dalton. Um, if you want to check out the website where we post the episodes and also the show notes, some links to the song, I usually embed the songs that we mentioned, things like that. Uh, it's yabspod.wordpress.com. And uh, other than that, man, if you you know if you want to check out some more of my stuff, um, I am a co-host on the Steam Machine podcast, which is a PC gaming podcast. I am the host of uh, the JRPG Report which is a weekly uh, JRPG news uh, show. And if you like our intro music and outro music, uh, I make music, nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com. Yeah. And I will eventually start streaming video games. I was going to do it today until I ended up with a sick child stuck at home with me. Um, If you want to find me on Twitter and follow me, just in case that ever does happen, I am on, not Twitter, Twitch. I hate those two. I always get them confused. <laughs> on Twitch at Mighty Thor me. So it's Mighty Thor with a E M Y on the end. 
give him go give him a follow get their numbers up you can you can follow dalton on twitch too he used to be a streamer until he started making money doing it and then he didn't want to do it anymore yeah what the fuck what the, what the fuck is wrong with me Dude, I, don't, I don't know why never turn a hobby into a career because then it sucks <laughs> it's fun when you just do it for fun when you start making money from it there's all this pressure on it and you just don't want to do it anymore yeah my main thing is like if i could smoke bowls while I was streaming I'd be fine because I oh, like yeah. I like to smoke a bowl while I'm playing my games. That's and why you I just turn the face camera off and just have your gameplay footage and just do true. whatever you want. That's very true. Like, trust me, nobody wants to look at this while I'm streaming. I know. Right? I, don't I, need to, I don't need to block the stream with this. I got three chins that people could check out while I'm fucking doing my thing. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, check us out. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more uh, topics, fans, questions, all that types of shit. Uh, thank you for checking out Yab's Pod. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to go lay down because my arm is fucking killing me. So uh, for Jeremy, I'm Dalton. And as always, guys, take it easy. And fuck Amber Heard. Yeah.